Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Working Like a Job. My name is Michael Dean. You listen to Podcast Juice. And joining me today, Mr. I haven't heard him in a minute, Big Sexy and Sax. Sir, how are you? Uh, excuse me. I am doing better on the path to recovery. Almost back to full on sexy. All right. Well, we'd love to hear that. Pause. But we think we're glad you're recovering. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, also in the building, Mr. Amp Who. Sir, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, my daughter is testing me day after day after day. Mike, uh, I'm, I'm just letting you know it's on site whenever I see you next because you, you're <laughs> supposed to be my mentor. You should have told me how bad these little girls going to get. And the fact that you just be like, because you know you want to, but you're like, nah, I can't do that to her. I can't. But I'm getting there. Damn. I, I don't know what happened. I, I haven't had any issues. Uh, my oh, girls. so you going to put it on me? Well, okay. hey, I, <laughs> <laughs> you ready to fight me? <laughs> Damn. All right, well, you know, stay at them, stay, you know, keep at it. Dad's job is never done. And maybe you're just getting some of that early. And maybe I have that coming down. Hopefully, nah, I'm, just, I'm just putting extras on it. But I just be just like, I'd be like, come here. I'm no. I'm like, what? what? You know, I feel like an idea. You're like, mm. okay. So I'm just going to let her get her nose out right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, the, the, the talking back already? Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, I, I'm t- I'm chalking it up to she doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. All right. Well, with all of that said, welcome back, uh, fellas. We are man. We're at the end of the year. Uh, shoot, this might have we might have to do a little uh, wrap up of the year as we get to talking here. But uh, and speaking of movies, actually, I want to jump to movies. We got to talk about. Wonder Woman 84, that was the new movie that just dropped, came out on uh, HBO Max and at the theaters for some people. I had been waiting for this one for a minute. Um, the first Wonder Woman Wonder Woman movie, uh, I, I thought it was just okay. I was not really a super fan of that movie. Uh, I think there's parts that are cool about it, um, but I've only seen it a few times. I do like Gail Godot or Gail Gadot. Uh, I think she's a great Wonder Woman. Like I, I, I have no issues with that. And for those who don't know, I am a big fan of uh, what, Batman v Superman, which she's in that. And I am not a big fan of Justice League, but I do like her in the movie. I like her in that role. So I was really anticipating watching the sequel. And tell you right now, we will spoil some of it. Uh, it's been out for a while, so hopefully you've had a chance to see it. But if you haven't, you don't want to be spoiled. Don't don't listen. Uh, quickly, I will say for me, I'm gonna go right off the top. How many Marlins would I give this out of five Marlins? This movie for me only gets two Marlins. I saw that coming. And I will say I was very disappointed with this movie. This movie was all over the place. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say. I 
was very much anticipating uh, liking this because I'm like, it's 2020. You're not really, you shouldn't really be putting out whack superhero movies at this point. We have had big giant movies, uh, Endgame, Infinity War, Black Panther, you know, even for me, Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, Guardians of the Galaxies, there have been some great superhero movies. So there's really no excuse not to know what you're doing. And then, of course, the the original Wonder Woman movie, I thought was, was like, that was decent. This is a step back, in my opinion. Uh, what did I like about the movie? Uh, well, let me say this first. I was so hyped to watch this at home because it was going to be on HBO Max. And it was going to be the first movie on HBO Max to stream in 4K. You know, they had Dolby Vision and HDR. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. And I go to play it. And it plays back. At first, it comes on. You know, it looks great. I'm like, wow, okay. But then I noticed that it's jittery. Like, it's pausing. You know, it's almost like it's losing. It's, uh, frames are lost. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, let me give it a second. Maybe it's just kind of buffering and getting set up. But the first two minutes or so, it's just... And I'm like, this is unwatchable. Like, what the fuck is going on? And I come to find out that there is some issue with the 4K stream specifically on Roku TCL TVs. And then I see that there's some issues with other people on other devices. And I'm like, that, so that really pissed me off at first. I was like, I've been waiting all day to watch this and it's Christmas. And so I had to go and watch it on the PlayStation 4, which has the HBO Max app. But PlayStation 4 HBO Max app does not support 4K streaming so it's just going to play it in 1080p and after you've just seen it in super crisp you know 4k and then it goes down to 1080p it just looked blurry i was like this is shit so i was i was already kind of like hating a little bit uh but yeah this movie uh i heard i I heard somebody else say this this was a joel schumacher movie in 2020 yeah It was just goofy parts, which I could be okay with if the whole movie was to sort of be on that way, but only certain parts, like the the shopping mall at the beginning. And then it was like this long, drawn out, trying to do character type stuff. And I was like, okay, we see Wonder Woman at the beginning. And then there seemed to be like an hour or so where there was no action. I was like, what in the hell? It's going, it's 2020, you can't do this unless the unless you got bomb story and bomb acting and all that. And I was like, ah. And they bring back Steve Trevor, which we see in the trailer. The explanation behind that, as we'll get into later, I wasn't buying it at all. I was like, are you serious? And then, uh, so I was supposed to talk about what I liked. There are a few little scenes of Wonder Woman doing some action, which I thought were kind of cool. But the problem with that, the main problems I have with this is that Wonder Woman could do anything. There's times in this movie where she's Spider-Man. 
There's times in the movie where she's Thor. And then there's a time in the movie where she's, I guess, Doctor Strange. Like she's a sorceress and concocting spells to make things invisible. And I'm like, when did she start doing this? Now, I don't know if that's canon or not, but I just couldn't get into it. And I was watching it to my kids. And even my son was openly clowning the movie as we're watching. He just had so many one-liners he was throwing. And he called her Spider Thor. It was like, I was like, okay. So, uh, with all of that said, uh, yeah, there was just nothing for me to like, and it was just too long. I started falling asleep and I was just, it was just too many. Oh, come on now. Like, I was like, really? There was stuff that would happen. He's like, really? Okay. Right, 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 right. Um, and then the end, which I'll talk about in a second, but the ending of it was just like, huh? <laughs> and I just wanted it to be over. And uh, yeah, I just did not care for this. I don't think it was a, I'm not going to say it's a terrible movie. It just didn't work for me. I don't think that, uh, what's the name of the director? Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Jenkins. And this was, oh, oh, so this was written by Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns. Yeah, Jeff was slipping. Hey, yo, Jeff, stick to the <laughs> comics. Uh, I, I, before on this podcast, I used to be like, yeah, then get Jeff Johns involved. But after his track record of movies, I'm good. <laughs> nah, I'm Told you. Told I'm you good. So. He, he's pulling a three jokers, if you know what that means. Uh, it, ain't, it ain't working, man. Mm-mm. This wasn't it. Patty Jenkins. Uh, not saying she's not talented, but Lucas Films, you might want to pump the brakes yeah. on that Rogue Squadron or please get Dave Filoni and what's my other guy? Uh, who's Jack Favreau. Get them brothers involved, please, because uh, I don't, yeah, man. I don't know. I, this movie wasn't popping. And lastly, I'll say, I'm going to go to Ampoo next. On the last podcast, we talked about reviewers, people reviewing stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, those people who get to see the movies early and they kind of make a point to tell you that they saw it early before you did, the general public. They was dick riding on this movie before it came out to everybody else. <laughs> oh, this was hopeful. It was one of the best movies. It was like Superman and this was great and I cried. Stop it. Cried. This movie was shit. And I hate, and you see, this is, and it's exposing the dick riding and the people who are not really reviewers. They're clout chasers. Because, come yeah. on, you see this movie, and you, if you look at the audience rating on a lot of different sites, there was the critic rating, and when the audience rating came out, that she was low, and it was dropping, and it was like, but I thought the movie was supposed to be all that. So they be lying because they trying to stay in the good graces of, I guess, these studios or whatever, but that shit needs to stop. And if you look, if you ever think back, who was the real classic movie reviewers? Uh, Siskel and Ebert. And cats like that, did they ever Leonard, did they ever start their reviews like, well, I just saw this uh, three weeks ago before you guys did. Let me tell you about it. They didn't do that. 
they talked about the movie, whether it was good or bad. So be wary of the cloud chasing. And, and let me also quickly, my brother Jody, Jody's Corner. Shout out to Jody's Corner. Uh-oh. Well, no, I ain't, I'm not going to shout out. It's just all in fun because he's doing big things. So shout out to him. But Jody's Corner, I watch his stuff. I love it. But he was really like hyping up Wonder Woman. And, you know, to be clear, you know, he, he got clicked in with uh, Patty and Gal Gadot, you know, they actually have like intros of them on his channel before he starts. And I think he, he was in, he shot a scene of some kind of, was it a TV show Patty Jenkins did? She put him as a cameo on the background. So I'm not mad at that. Salute to that brother. But I wanted to hear his review of this movie because a lot of times he'll call out movies if it's on some bullshit. Yep. But I have to salute Jody. <laughs> Because he was, he said, Bucket, I'm riding her bra strap no matter what. So he came out with his review. And in the first, I think, five minutes, he tells you straight out, this movie is A+. plus. <laughs> I was like, this nigga, wow. I was like, you know what? At least he's going he's gonna to cape, cape hard. And he spends like another, I don't know how long, 40, 50 minutes of just, uh, you know, nigga explaining why. Why is good? <laughs> so salute to Jody. At least he's letting you know, you know, he's not impartial. He's just gone. He, he, he's, you know, bra strap riding. It is what it is. But I just thought it was funny. And Pooh, what'd you think of Wonder Woman 84? And I question why they even call it 84, but go ahead. Well, because it was in 1984. So, of course. Yes, baby. Yes. 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 Hilarious. Anyway, just like you, I found it very disappointing. Oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, unlike you, I wasn't looking forward to this film. I saw the trailer, and there really was nothing in it that got me hyped for the film. I thought the first film was okay. This one was disappointing. I will give props where they are due. Gail Gadot, she's convinced she's absolutely Wonder Woman. Uh, she's not Justice League Unlimited Wonder Woman, but she's very close. Um, Pedro Pascal, for the character he was told to play, he delivered. Chris Pine, props to him. Again, for the character that he was told to play and the script that he was given, he acted his butt off. But, oh, and also the oh, Kristen Wiig, that's another one. I like the, the, her early characterization as Barbara, the introverted, um, nerdy chick that wishes she could be the what she perceives as the cool, um, beautiful woman. And then when she morphed into Cheetah, I was like, okay, she, she's doing the damn thing. And the action was good. Although I'm kind of tired of that damn leg sweep. It's like, come on, you got to, you about, what, a couple thousand years old. You can come up with some new moves give me a, a guillotine or a superman punch something better than that but other but the action scenes the set pieces were great but just the story um maxwell lord's motivation uh his goals his plans i was just like what is going on here and just like you said uh, we got one action scene and then we went like almost an hour before we got into something happening it, it just was long, drawn out, very slow, and, and, and dull. 
in my somebody brought up on a message board saying that in the first film um she gives up um the life that she knows for some dick (laughs) (laughs) Um, she was digmatized for many years apparently (laughs) that's her kryptonite dick tonight but anyway go ahead (laughs) (laughs) and essentially she's still you know stuck on steve and you know i guess i get it you know you've been i mean i i said i guess i get it i didn't say i get it <laughs> you you ain't been around men all nothing but women now some would say well she's probably had you know relationships and then you get a man and this is the man that showed you love in that way that you haven't experienced i somewhat can understand that but for me it was so you say she was she was sprung on that he put it on her it's so bad. I mean, it was just like, damn, like, hey, whew, in geez. real life. This, you know, <laughs> so I guess all the women over there, what do they call that island? The mascara. The mascara. Boy, you catch one of them, they gonna choose up for life. Because that well, was what, that, 30, 30, was a 30 or 40 year difference? When yeah. the last time she had some D and she's still. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, no. That was about 70. 70 years. <laughs> damn. No, I'm sorry, Steve, 65, 65. Steve Trevor put it down. All right, go ahead. Yeah. You know, but apparently that's what Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns is telling women out there that, you know, once you go, once you get it. Actually, you know, the LGBTQ community should be insulted by that. Because, you know, the, mm-hmm. the thing is, just all you need is a woman. Oh, how you think you get all you need is a man to show you how it's done. And if you look at Wonder Woman, that's essentially what they're telling you. If you really think about it. Hmm. Think about it, but anyway, um, the action was dope. I was say with that, but you know, I'm not gonna say it was bad. It's just underwhelming, and you know, I don't, I didn't care about Steve Trevor enough in the first film to see him try to have a happily ever after with Diana. Why do I want Diana? It's a superhero comic book action film. Why do I care about Wonder Woman having a love life? Now, some people are going to point to Spider-Man and uh, Superman with their love lives, but I mean, I'll just go with it. That's different. But Wonder Woman, I, I, I don't care. You haven't given me enough to invest in her trying to live happily ever after. And at, at the same token, um, there, it was not possible in this film. So like, why are you sp- in, having us invest so much time in watching them reconnect and try to love and figure out how they can move forward when... Essentially, you told us how this how he came back. It's it's not going to be permanent. So I, I don't know what Jeff Johns and Patty Jenkins thought they were doing with this. Oh, and I'm sorry. Other, further, Maxwell Lord. I haven't read a lot of stories in the comic book, so I'm not gauging this based on the canon. But what I did know was is that he went head up with the Justice League and gave them a problem. So when I heard that he was the villain in this, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a this is this is going to be really good. But this, I have no problem with you trying to change up the character, but can you make it better? This character ended up being an addict for wishes. I want you to think about that. That's exactly what he was doing. He was trying to get everybody's wishes so he could, because he wanted to be more powerful and more uh, respected than what he was. Now, you already have one character like that with Cheetah. Why are you giving us another one? And throughout the film, he, 
at least Cheetah, she got the physical strength to match up with Wonder Woman. She ended up trying to, spoilers, get this Cheetah form and go head up and like, I'm not giving up this power and I'm going to stop you. She, when she said, you come near Maxwell Lord or try to kill him, I'm going to take you out. That was growth and strength. Maxwell Lord, on the other hand, he was making his stuff up as he go along. He was a bumbling fool addicted to trying to get wishes because he had a plan that we have no idea what it was. That's not an interesting character that I wanted to watch. All right. All right. Uh, we'll get into some more story specific stuff. And I think uh, Q-Storm, are you there? Uh, we can't hear him yet, but he's he's in here. Uh, so hopefully he'll jump in. Uh, Big Sexy, what did you think of yes. the movie? We hear you now. Okay. You know, I got a lot on this one. I'll, I'll make it brief. <clears throat> the first thing I didn't like, and there are some stuff I like, but a lot I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like the opening sequence where you have a 10-year-old beating, you know, essentially college-level athletes in a physical contest. Fuck out of here. No. That was bullshit. Interesting. Um, I didn't care for the way they did Max Lord. Max Lord, who I am very familiar with from the comics, his power set is really one of kind of like emotional manipulation. You know, he's he's slick. <clears throat> this guy, you know, uh, Mandalorian cat, he did what he could with what they gave him. And <clears throat> and when they came out with this whole wish stone, they lost me right there. I'm like, really? Fucking wish stone? You can call something better than this? And then he's going around, well, wish this. Well, if you wish for that, I'm going to take this. Oh, God. You know, I'm like, this, this is garbage. This is garbage. Now, you know, like everyone else, Gal, we're all in agreement. Gal is magnificent in the role. But give her something to do. Uh, I prefer my Wonder Woman more, again, from the books, who is a warrior. You know, Wonder Woman in the books will whip your ass. Ain't no if ands, or buts about it. You know, and then they introduced the gold outfit from Kingdom Come. You know, I just, it was, it was too long. Best thing about this movie is the post-credit sequence. Mm-hmm. I will not lie. I freaked out when I saw that. That made it all worthwhile. It really, I'm not going to give that away, but that made it all worthwhile to me. Wow. And Patty Jenkins, and let me tread real lightly here. I understand <clears throat> that in today's climate, you know, people want women directors, and so do I. That's great. But I'm of the opinion, if you're not getting the job done, you got to go. She didn't get it done here. Period. And Jeff Johns, dude, come on, man. You know better than this. You are slipping hard. But I will say this. I believe there was an Easter egg planted in this film because when they went over to the Middle East, I believe Max called it, I'm going to butcher it, Biala. And that is a Middle Eastern city in D.C. continuity, which is close somewhat to Kandak, which is where the whole Black Adam thing will probably start out. So there may be a little sequence there. We will see. But it was too long. It needs to be edited down. Gal Gadot is perfect. And let's do better next time. All right. Q Storm. Sir, what did you think of this movie, Wonder Woman 1984? 
Uh, first of all, make sure you can hear me. Yes. All right. Um, there was a. I had to get used to seeing Pedro Pascal, the man who's killing it on Mandalorian, acting like a complete jackass in this movie. It showed me that he has range, that he can play another, you know, he can play uh, different characters, different types. Um, Gal Gadot, like I say, I, I will always wear the L on this. I was one of her biggest detractors, but she she did impress me in the role when she was in BVS. She impressed me in the first Wonder Woman film. I wasn't a huge fan of that film, but she was impressive. She's impressive to me in this film. Um, but the film was just an overwrought mess of what seemed to be a lot of ideas that people threw up against the wall and said, okay, we got a film, now let's put it together. Uh, Max Lord, that villain, there was, a, there was a glimmer of a good idea in that character. Imagine a Lex Luthor character, if he'd been played like Lex Luthor, like John Burns' Lex Luthor, who could who had those abilities that that Max Lord had. Are we spoiling on this? Yes. Yep. Okay. Imagine that. If they had done something like that. But imagine if they'd actually given him a goal or a purpose. I'm still not clear what he wanted. Beginning of the film, I thought he was trying to save his company. He needed some oil, an oil lease or something like that. And so he gets his power, and rather than saying, I wish for all the oil in the world or whatever, he says, I wish I could become the idol. And my 14-year-old son, like, why is he doing that? Isn't that the hard way? Just wish for the oil. And I'm thinking, you know, he got a damn good point. He, I, I didn't understand his purpose seemed to fluctuate throughout the, throughout the, uh, throughout the movie. Uh, Cheetah. Kristen Wiig looked hot. She looked very, she looked fine in this movie. Uh, and she proved to me that she could play badass, right? But I didn't see the point in that character. There really, she could, you could have gotten her out of the movie, wouldn't have mattered. That fight scene just seemed gratuitous to me, gratuitous, gratuitous CGI. Let's put up a, let's, we got to get an action scene. We only had like three action scenes in the whole two and a half hours. So we got to do something in the, in the end. We got to show the cheetah, which she looked terrible. And that CGI looked terrible. Um, Steve Trevor, what was his purpose in the film? Unless, other than they gave Chris Pine a guaranteed contract to appear in two films. So she, she, she gives up her wish and he just hides behind a building and then we, we write him off. He's done. That's his character arc. Cheetah, she turns back into. What was the name? Miranda, Minerva, Barbara Minerva. No consequences. Does she go to jail? What happens? We don't know. Doesn't matter, does it? Of course not. So there was a the, the whole thing with Max Lord giving wishes to people and so, showing how that could be destructive. That was this glimmer of a good idea. It was almost like I felt like I was watching a, a second version of Kilgore from uh, what's it? Uh, what's the show on that uh, Netflix show? Oh, that Marvel show. Jenny Jones. Uh, oh, oh. Nobody ever alien. talks about that show now. <laughs> what was the name? Jeanette Jones or I can't remember. Yeah, her name. something like that. Jessica Jones. Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Yeah. yeah, where's all the hype about that? Anyway, let me stop. Go ahead. You know, but his power set was very compelling, like a Kilgore. So I was bought into that, but they just didn't put a good story around it. And a lot of implausibility. Everybody in the world can hear Diana Prince saying, Oh, be a better you. 
here with that. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Big Sexy, that in credit scene while it was great to see it, I'll just say it. Man, I we thought, spoiling shit. Oh, we are spoiling? The original Wonder, Wonder Woman spoiler, lady. Yeah. What's her name? Yeah, it was great Linda, to see Linda her. Carter? Yeah, Linda Carter. But what they gave her to do, I know it was, we're never going to see that again. She didn't speak with any accent. And why is she there other than an Easter egg? I mean, if you're going to put Linda Carter in this movie, make her a character. Give her something to do. Again, you know. I, see, I definitely see your point. But again, based on what they gave us, I will take that. You know, because anything to get that taste out of your mouth, I'm good with. And seeing her at the end, like, all right, cool. You know, I, I didn't, I nice didn't care for it. I, I, I thought there was going to be something else. Like, I was like, okay, they got that out of the way. Now, what's the real the Black Adam? <laughs> or something. I was like, what's the real in credit scene? Because I know they, because I know for yeah, many younger people, they don't have no what the hell. They're like, huh? Who's that? You know what, I, what they should have done with Linda Carter? They should have given uh, Robin Wright, lovely actress, great actress, give that role to Linda Carter, the queen of the mascara. That's and the, or the mother and the mother of Diana. Mm, I could that's, see that. Yeah. That's the role she should have had in the first Wonder Woman film. Yeah. Well, let's. let's I mean, the only in. thing I can think of is that she's playing with the character that they based the games on. So they better have that payoff in the next film. <laughs> mm. Something tells me they're not gonna bank that movie on on her, but we'll see. I mean, that'd be like if they had, again, I could see if this was a Marvel movie, if it was the new Blade, and they had some little scene with Wesley at the end. Okay. Possibly, you know what I mean? But I still would expect it to mean something. To me, her cameo is best served to be in the movie then, as opposed to having it be the end credit. Like, I thought the end credit was supposed to be like a nice stinger of something, but... I don't see them coming back and addressing her character ever again in the next movies. Well, I mean, some of the Marvel ones haven't actually been set up for other films. I mean, you look at the, uh, what was it, Dr. Banner and Tony Stark uh, therapy session. So I don't even remember, but I take your word for it. Or the shawarma at the end of the shawarma yeah, the scene, burger the joint, end of the yeah. Avengers. Yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. I guess I would push back and say, yeah, but those were bomb ass movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. You can kind of okay, you can excuse that. This need, they DC, they need you know help is on the way, as Country Wayne would say. They need help. Like they ain't got time to be throwing out no like they hitting it out of the ballpark. Like, Stop it! You better show us some shit. <laughs> Shit. But anyway, um, let's just jump into some spoiler stuff. I, here's some questions I wanted to ask. Um, so one thing I noticed in this movie that they were doing, and maybe it was just me, so I want to get you guys' opinion. Did it make it seem like all men were on some quote-unquote street harassment in this movie? It seemed like every scene there was some guy trying to holler, hey, how you doing? Or they were looking all extra hard. I mean, even to the point where they had guys trying to rape women in it. But I just, even they had Steve Trevor. I thought even he, they had a scene where he looked at Cheetah kind of like, oh, hey, shit, okay. 
I see you. <laughs> I'm like, damn, he's supposed to be the good guys. All men are awesome. <laughs> I didn't get that. Okay, so I said maybe it was me. If anything, the women look bad as well because there's a lot of a lot of stuff being said about uh, how Wonder Woman rapes a stranger. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that too. We'll get into that too. But did anybody else pick up on the man thing? I didn't know. Not really. Okay. No, Take no, a look I mean, back and you'll guy, notice most of the men when they when the women like when that woman walked in the room. What's her name, Cheetah? When she walked in the room, everybody was like, oh shit. Well, because she was bomb. That's why. <laughs> well, I, right, but does that mean so all bomb women, just every man is going to like, oh shit. Well, <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. So it made men look like they was all like they can't control themselves. Well, granted, it was 84, which is a long time ago. But home skillet outside of the place, the drunk dude, really, that was a bit much. That was was a bit much. (laughs) You know, that was big sexual. That was that was Clark Kent going back into the diner at the end of Superman Mm. 2. Yep. <laughs> there was I thought I, I I'm glad you brought it up. I thought I felt like in the beginning there was they feel like he was trying to be on some Donner Superman, you know, the kind of little goofy little hey, all right, you know, Superman up in the book. Oh hey, brother. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, and I was I was thinking, I said, wow, is the whole movie gonna be like this? I could kind of ride with that. It's cause we don't normally see that type of thing. But as it started to play out and the way they were playing it. I started thinking, I say, you know what? I'm glad they don't do a Superman movie like that because nah, I couldn't watch a whole movie with that type of atmosphere. I just thought it was too goofy. And too, it's like, it was like it was just a comedy or something. I was like, eh. And everybody, man, I want to see Superman when he's like, no, you don't. <laughs> just go watch the old movie from the 80s. But trust me, you don't want to see a 2000 something movie in today's world. And everybody's hey, uh, bumbling around. You, you'd be the friend. Like, oh, this is terrible. They need to follow Marvel. You don't want to see that. You, you don't. You definitely don't want to see that. And and what what was Wonder Woman doing at the shopping mall in 1984? Because I thought the whole point of her character that we've seen so far in these movies that she had been hiding from the world. And didn't want to be seen, you know. So when she comes out at BB Super, a Batman v Superman, she was like, "Okay, this is enough. It's enough." He's got, you know, tearing shit up. Let me go jump in. I'm going to reveal myself now. And even to the point where they discussed this in Justice League, if I'm not mistaken, her and Batman. But does she just not give a damn? Like, why was she at a shopping mall saving people doing dumb shit? Yeah, that's a good point. It doesn't why make she- any sense. <laughs> Even further, it's like, why was she all pressed about getting that picture back from Lex that's supposed to be exposing her when we see that she was, well, let me, I'm sorry, let me take that, because I thought that she was on television at the end. No, she used the lasso and got Maxwell Lord to change things. Can I, well, can I ask a, another question around that point? Fuse, in this world, does everyone know that Diana Prince is Wonder Woman? Does, She's, I want to say Greek, it's an Israeli accent, we know that, but she speaks with a, uh, a, a Mediterranean accent. She's tall, long hair. How does someone not put two and two together? Maybe it's the same way they didn't put two and two together with Superman and Clark. <laughs> I guess so. Max Lord, Max Lord was calling her Diana, wasn't he? 
I remember I was calling her Diana. So do, do people know who she is in this world? I would say they don't. But it's a, a good question. Um, but you heard the monk stopping the robber. Wasn't there robbers? And they were goofy guys, but they had guns, didn't they? Yeah, oh, but why is that enough to, for her to break her cover and to come out? And if that's the case, then you mean to tell me when Monop uh, Metropolis is getting decimated? See, here you go. <laughs> she didn't think that was worth it. Nah, he got that. I don't know who that man is. At 10, but he got that. Like, but they, they were holding a little girl over the edge of the balcony. <laughs> right. Versus millions of people being slaughtered. <laughs> but I guess. <laughs> We can always ask that question. How come we seem like every if they do an Ant Man movie, seems like the Avengers should be like, all right, let's go help a boy out. You know, you could say that about every. Nah, not no, you can't. Not that level. I mean, we haven't seen these characters in that many. Again, I'm just going by the story they said. So it just seems weird that, and even if you just go back to the end of the movie, like, okay, the whole world. Just saw this whole, it was nuclear bombs. It was about to blow up everybody. It was about to be World War III. Every, everyone was doing wishes. And, and nobody, like, later on, they were, oh, you remember back in 1984 when <laughs> that shit was, the world was about to be blown up and there was oh, this woman? Yes. <laughs> That's what I'll be saying. Big Sexy appreciate that. That's why I hate watching Star Trek prequels like Discovery, where they do all this bullshit and Kirk never mentions it. In his timeline, I you're right. I hate that shit. Well, because I, 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 I was thinking the same thing, but I remember she wasn't on camera. She had the lasso on Max Lord and spoke through him to change that. He was the only one on camera. Yeah, but the, everyone knew that there was a, a moment in time when the world was about to be bombed by Russia and we were going to bomb them back and everyone was doing wishes and there was this mysterious wall that surrounds this country all of us well no i was just saying because you mentioned wonder woman i'm like well they, I, they don't they didn't actually see wonder woman well, people at the shopping mall did yeah so i don't know they're, they're making it up as it going on that's all i got <laughs> and and I'm, I'm i'm not even nitpicking i think these are legitimate things the whole part about that fighter jet that trevor was flying oh. how, how did <laughs> when i was watching with my kids and Wonder Woman, she seemed to have a key card or something where she walked into that place, right? Because they, she, deep, and then she walked in. I was like, okay, I don't know what they're doing. Then when you see the plane and he gets in and fired up, I'm like, so they just gonna have the jets just fueled up, ready to go? Like, is, and then I come to find out that was the Smithsonian. So even more boggle my mind. So the Smithsonian, they got fighter jets. Off those those double, planes that you see, they are fueled and ready to pop off. <laughs> and the dudes at the, say it again. That wasn't the Smithsonian, was it? I, I heard it was, but if you know something different, I, I'll take that too. I, I could be wrong. I'm just saying that would be really stupid if it was. I'm hoping it wasn't. That's why I'm. <laughs> that's kind of why I'm saying like they would have jets, even if it. So if it was like some sort of museum, but you mean to tell me they have them jets be ready to they ready to get it popping? Like you just hit the switch. And the fact that this dude was from 70 years ago, he know how to turn that. And when they fire it off and he's up there dipping through fireworks and flying in the sun, I was like, huh? How is he flying this shit? See, I'm, I'm usually the Grinch. I could, I could let that go. 
Like I, I couldn't. I like, like, didn't make no sense. If I went back, point, Mike. Like how? Think, if you went back to 1920s, you don't think you could drive a car back then? Okay, that's you know? going reverse. We're talking about someone. <laughs> well, actually, I don't think you could. If, if if somebody who came from the the times of 70 years ago and then they jumped in a new car today, I don't know if they. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Same principles, right? You put the key well, in. You know, go, have you seen a nineteen twenty car? I don't think so. First of all, they so wouldn't. You, you there's no key example. to put in the ignition, so they'd be sitting there looking like, "What the fuck? How do you start this thing?" Oh. You know, the guys on Top Gear were driving around some like Model Ts and couldn't get them fucking things started. Listen, I'm not going to start it. They couldn't I'm get them rolling. Down this hill. You, I'm not going down this hill. Okay, I'll surrender. We talk about jet planes. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> that are going hella fast <laughs> compared to the little prop planes the nigga was flying. Yeah, that's true. He on some blue angels and shit. <laughs> G-forces. <laughs> and he just going to flip a few switches. They going to let that bitch fly off. Yeah, let's go, like, Goose. Let's go, Maverick. Yeah, I was like, stop it. You ain't going to be flying over no populated area, no fighter jet. And they ain't scrambled them motherfuckers. Up. And then he flying through fireworks. No, but you they, where they do that at? <laughs> the real dumb part is now this this film sets up that Wonder Woman is on her Sue Storm. Sue Storm. She can make shit invisible. That's what I'm saying. She was Dr. Strange. That was such bullshit. She, oh. she's, a, she's a sorceress. What was the there's, there's some things you can leave in the past. I, I get that they wanted to acknowledge nostalgia with the invisible jet, but that's not how you need to do that. Come that on. was bullshit. Yeah. Now, I mean, at this, the, the best they got is she's a demi, demigod and magic. So it's like you could go with it. Is the character magic in the book, though? Yes. She she does spells and shit. No, that's magic. Does she magic strange? No. The only magic I knew that Wonder Woman was capable of was that last bit. No, the last one was magic. I mean, she's like Thor in that sense. You know, kind of based in magic, but not a magician like. <laughs> like, oh, let me conduct. I can. Oh, I can make things invisible. How did she do it? What was the reasoning? She touches it and goes invisible. She did it on a couple of balls. She's doing a spell, man. And then if that's the case, then why don't she do this shit again? In Justice League, where they certainly could have used that ability when they were (laughs) when they fly that plane to that part of Russia. Why didn't she just make the 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 fox or whatever that aircraft was invisible so that Batman and them all could fly in there without getting destroyed? Well, you see, Mike, that was 30 plus years ago. She forgot. Come on, man. <laughs> right. And let's kind of real quick, the whole flying sequence. Now, she may fly, and I don't know if she flies in the comics or not, but I thought that that was some bullshit, just the way they did that. I was like, what can she not do? She was literally flying, like super, and then she put her hands out. I was like, I was like come on, Patty, what are y'all? Yeah, <sighs> She's like, invisible. I- Again, yeah, it, it became canon that she can fly. They've shown her flying in Justice League. But my th- my thing is, is that, okay, either she can or she can't fly. Make up your mind. You don't have her exactly. flying in the first Wonder Woman. You don't have her flying in Justice League or Batman v Superman. Now you establish it. So it's like, okay, which one is it? Because 
even as I was watching that scene, I'm thinking to myself, okay, is she flying or is she gliding? Because they're not making this very clear. And to me, it's like, if you're not going to make it clear that she can now fly, then why do you have this scene in there? They were doing the I'll most. Go, further. go ahead. I don't know. Beginning, I know you told me you liked it. I thought it was a waste of time. I don't know 13 years old. We've gone, I'm past that. That's been, that was like 20 minutes. Which part are you talking about? The beginning of the movie. See, I liked it. I liked yeah, that I part. Yeah, I thought that was dope. Yeah, I thought it was, it didn't make any sense, but I was it like, no I was sense. like, this is a comic okay. book movie. It doesn't have to necessarily, but I thought it was cool. I thought it was actually filmed by somebody else because I was like, <laughs> it's it's like these wide, you know, shots and look all beautiful and action and stuff. I'm like, okay. I thought the whole movie was going to be like this. And then it goes straight to, you know, slapstick comedy. What the fuck? Okay, Mark, were you the one saying that there was no way this team can take out these other Amazonian women? First of all, she wasn't a teen. She was 10 years old. Okay, but so I, I'm sorry. I got to call you out on that. I'm like, she's a demigod. I'm like, they come all on. are on Themyscira. Yeah. I know. I thought. Yeah. I thought they established Diana was the one with the power that that was made by Zeus or something like that in the first. She film. was made by Zeus and all that, but they're all like that. She's the baddest of the bunch, but they're all like that. And so, okay, for so some ten-year-old to just come up and then just dominate like that, fuck out of here, man. Well, no. She had a, I, I she had a high metachlorian count. I think that's what. She <laughs> <laughs> was on her Anakin. Now the, pro- now, the problem is, is they ruined the continuity from film to film because in the first film, she was older and uh, the Queen Themyscira, I can't think of her name, was uh, was telling, uh, was, was stopping her from being trained. So now she's younger here and she's letting her in this game thing. So it's like, okay, where's the continuity? All right, let me go ahead and put on my haterade hat right now. Strictly from an athletic standpoint, and Q, you better back me on this. Strictly from an athletic standpoint, when you're standing there, you're all ready to go and, you know, get your competition on, and you look to your left and see a fifth grader, it's like, why are you here? You ain't winning shit. Get out of my way. You know, when I, when I played high school football, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. There was a rumor that the suburban school is going to put out a, a girl kicker. I'm like, I tell you what, you put her on the field, I'm going to see her. Wow. That's all. Hey, hey whoa, 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 whoa. Big sexy. When, when, who says you can't hit a kicker? Is, I'm sorry, is that in the rule book? But you're kicking her specifically because she's a female. I'm going to see her because she's on the field. What he's saying is that she's not going to get any. None. Should have led with that, but I hear just no rhythm for Are me. Are you allowed to rough the kicker? See, let's it's let's define pity, football but... talk here. When a kicker does the kickoff, free territory. Go and get him. Now on an extra point, yeah, you roughing the kicker, yeah, 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 fuck all that. But when they're doing a kickoff, they're like anybody else. Now, if she kicked off and immediately just ran off the field, so be it. But so she's after trying to block. I'm coming to see you. Damn. Now, going back to the little 10-year-old, same thing applies. Why are you here? Hell no. Mm. Ain't no mm. pity in the city, bro. 
<laughs> you ain't giving her a head start, huh? Wow. Hell no. I give her a shit. No. Well, um, why are we, why are in your fucking place, man. The, the other thing I wanted to bring up, too, is the Cheetah character. I don't remember the lady's name in the movie. But uh, Barbara Minerva. Barbara Minerva. So I, I get her first part of, you know, she's I guess she wished wished that she was like Diana and mm-hmm. sexy. And she got that. And it appears that she also got her powers, right? Because she was like yeah. super strong and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I may have yeah. fell asleep on some of this, but why did she choose to be a cat? Well, I, now, I'm going to tell you what they presented as that. I remember y'all can jump in about they were jet she was gonna she gets onto the jet Q, your internet is, is really pushing right now. Can you hear me? We hear you, but you kinda keep cutting out. I don't know if you uh, paid money to Can you hear me now? We hear you. We always hear you. All right. Well I'll just I'll say what I if you can I'll just say what I was gonna say. Uh she says on that she wants to be apex apex so predator. Yeah. Like the leader of so I mean she's a cheetah. Is that oh I don't know. I don't know if it works for me and I didn't make sense. Yeah, because even in the at the uh earlier in the film they didn't um show her having an affinity or studying wildlife or anything. So that was kind of like the, the only Why thing cheetah? they sh- yeah, the only thing they show was when she made a comment about Diana's cheetah print, high heels. What? Yeah, I don't know if you caught that. And I was that? like, okay, is she gonna yeah, wish for that. the shoes? But she did say that. But other than that, I didn't understand. and then explain to me this. I may have missed this. Why was she was she upset with Wonder Woman or something? Like, why was she fighting her? Because Wonder she, Woman would stop Max. Oh. We'd have to give up her powers. Okay. So so then that she's not the cheater no more, but I guess that was just the only wish that was rescinded. She's still just as, as powerful as Wonder Woman. She just doesn't look like a cat. I have no idea. Well, I, I remember on the plane, I seem to remember said he would give her another for her help. I seem like I remember that. I think so she said her, another wish for her. Her second wish was she wanted Predator. So now she's got one of woman's powers. Can become a cheetah. Don't shoot the messenger. So yeah, I'm saying. Are you, I think you said that. So she's still just as strong as Wonder Woman. I believe she. Well, cheetah it, isn't cheetah in the books as strong as Wonder Woman. No, no, no. I'm saying she was strong as Wonder Woman before she became cheetah. So if, if I'm just yes. saying she doesn't look like a cat anymore, but she's still just as strong and badass as she wants to be. Apparently. Well, no. Once once Max gave up all his stuff. All the wishes returned to everything returned to normal, so she lost everything. Oh, interesting. Okay. No, no, I don't think That's so. Right. Yeah, I, wait. I, I thought that I thought that after Max gave up, I saw other people re- renouncing their wishes. Yeah, but not her. She didn't renounce hers, did she? She wasn't renouncing shit. But no, I'm just well, saying. He was saying that Max gave up his wish, so everything went back the same. And I'm saying I could have sworn after he renounced his, there I saw other people starting to renounce their wishes. Right, which goes to what I'm saying is that she's still a badass. <laughs> she's super strong. She still has Diana's powers. Well, I remember, I remember there was a line in the film, maybe it was Steve Trevor said it. 
I'm paraphrasing, if they stop Max, everything goes back to normal. I remember that line because I was like, that's the way it always works. Where you got a, a whole army of droids, you, you get rid of one droid, they all fall down or something like that. Make it easy like that. So I, I know that line was said in the film, but you are right. They, you are correct. They, everyone was renouncing their wishes. So I don't know. Which is why it was confusing. Like, you know, and, and let's Steve Trevor for a second. That that poor man <laughs> who was uh, abducted and kidnapped and forced to have sex uh, with a woman. Uh, I don't know if he was gay or bi. I don't know if he was married and had a family or a job. But essentially, Wonder Woman gave no Fs for any of that. She wanted some D. <laughs> she was digmatized. She saw who she saw who she wanted to see in that man and tore it down and then had the unmitted gall <laughs> to see him after the fact and low key kind of trying to holler at him like and she didn't already smashed. Wait a minute, he had that no was the idea. Same Say yeah. it again. Ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's what was so cold about it. I was like, damn. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on that at all. <laughs> yeah, he had on a little scarf and all that. And he was just like, hey, yeah, how you doing? Uh, it was a nice day out here. And she looked like, ha, ha. Yeah, I know the stroke. She knew the stroke. Did he have I mean, did gut? he go raw? Did he have a gut or something? Did, did he catch something? Or she pregnant? You know what I mean? Like He had a fanny pack. That's what he had. What's, what's up with that? Where's the outrage? Now, if go. that had been Clark. Here we go. <laughs> and Lana Lang was in some other random chick who lived down a, a couple doors from him. And he just started smashing and interrupted her life and all. They boycott this movie. They, holy hell. Like this is okay. That outrageous. I'm sorry. That scene at the end now is hella creepy. Hella creepy. Because <laughs> I just thought that she was finally just looking at guys and willing to open pause, open herself up to <laughs> dating. Now see, but, but now she's on her Cardi B. Oh, <laughs> wow. She's on her Cardi, drugging dudes, taking under against their will, used for her yeah. own pleasure. Whoever thought that was a good idea to semi into film on? Oh man, stop it. That was terrible. Hey man. Here's a question. Not as serious as male rape, but why was it all of us? I, I was like, did I fall asleep? Because after Max Lord, all that sappy, you're my son. I'm I'm a I'm a loser. No, you're my dad. Okay, Loki, I kind of had a little tear. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I'm not I mad didn't, at you, but go ahead. <laughs> but then the next scene is, is snowing and it's Christmas time. I'm like, huh? Did I fall asleep? What what happened? Mm. And the last scene, it was Christmas when she meets the, the creepy scene. It's snowing and they're in a some kind of amusement park and there's a Christmas tree and snow's coming down. I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? Am I missing a scene or something? Yeah, I was already so tuned out by that point. <clears throat> I just wanted it to be over. Ah, so long. It was long. And yeah. boring, too. Yeah. It, which, and I wanted to like this. I was really looking forward to this movie. I just, I don't know what happened, man. I, 
<sighs> so here's another question. That golden costume, I think I heard Big Sexy say something about it. Was that in some sort of limited series arc or something where one of them wore that outfit? Come. You know, Jake the Kingdom Come by Alex Ross and Kurt Busiek back in, I think, 96. I read that. I don't remember that. But, okay. So why does a person who flies need a costume that has wings on it? Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> and were they meant to be used as shields? Because Sheeta was kicking her ass. That's nothing. Wonder Woman got her ass kicked a lot in this movie. Yeah. Well, um, so, uh, but going back to your question, what was the point of wearing that? Was it supposed to help her? Because she just took it off anyway, right? The same reason we saw Linda Carter, just something to say, oh, look, she's wearing that from Kingdom Come. Interesting. But to be fair, she was, I think there was something they said where she was losing her powers. Right. I guess because she got her wish, she got her wish with Steve, so somehow that was stripping her powers away. But I don't. Yeah, because whenever someone wished on Max Lord or wished on the stone, he was able to take something from them. Hmm. But I don't remember how someone, I don't remember the stone taking her powers. Or I, I don't remember how that worked out. But. Yeah, I don't. The more I think about the movie and the characterization of Wonder Woman, I, I don't like it because in the, I guess they can explain that somehow she gets more hardcore years later but in batman v superman when we first see her she jumps right in you know it was dope and but you could see that she had she was having fun <laughs> fighting like you know there's the part where she gets knocked back and she kind of smirks and like yeah and she jumps back in the battle and then even in uh justice league she's like hardcore like she's you know i'm gonna stand in front and take this dude on and uh, battling and stuff. And to here's, I don't know, it just seemed like it's a different person or something. Like I don't know. If it's like they make her sympathetic at times and then she, she's just not, I don't know. It just, this doesn't seem like it's the same character. They just present her out, whatever fits the need at this particular moment. But I think that's a problem if you're trying to tie some of this stuff together. <sighs> Oh, the one thing I wanted to point out in this movie, and I said this to Q offline, the one thing that got my attention in this movie and I really started paying attention was the scene toward the end where Diana is doing her little monologue speech to the world. Uh, they start to play the music from Batman v Superman during that part. And because I love that movie and I had the soundtrack on listen, I was like, whoa, what's going on here? And they, they didn't play just a sample. Of it. They played the whole thing. And she's, and what she is talking about, I thought they was about to show like a young Bruce Wayne, uh, like rescinding his wish to bring his parents back or something. And it's like deciding that not nah, fuck them would be a bad or something. Because <laughs> I was like, what is the point of like, they're literally pulling this music from the, the other movie. And the way she was talking about, I was like, is this how they're going to tie? Which I thought would be kind of interesting if they did that, but they didn't do that. And I, but, but that would threw me for a loop when I was watching it because I, I was like, oh, what is this? I'm like, oh, shit. But uh, that was the one thing that for me personally was interesting. But even that, they fumbled it. So There was one scene, I think it was when they were in the desert. 
And I just remember they started playing the 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 Wonder Woman theme, you know, that you heard in BBS. And she's running towards the camera. And I swear it was so bad. It was like flash level bad from Justice League. You remember that? Oh, her running, her actual running? Yeah, towards yeah, the yeah, camera. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with that. That looked ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, what? That was funny to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. And her power level seemed to be seemed to fluctuate. Like when she's stuck between the two trucks and she's trying to kick that truck off of her, they're trying to squeeze her. She's struggling. Were her powers being taken away then? I guess so. Yeah. But didn't she take a bullet? She got hit by hit by a bullet. Or she something? was bleeding too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, you have 31 days to watch it on HBO Max. I have no desire to even watch it again. And it's free. I don't even want to watch it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no desire. So it's only on for, for a month? Then what happens? Oh, it probably goes to normal, you know, video on demand services and stuff of that nature. Oh, okay. I wonder if they knew the movie was going to be decisive like this or wasn't going to be that good and would that help them push it toward the online thing or no I'm very curious did they test this movie it's so it's just so long I don't understand like they, they could have edited it down and I was yep. like I was like watching I was like you're not Snyder stop like yeah you know yeah all movies don't need to be you know uncut not tighten this motherfucker up but uh, in, in the books, uh, I guess I get the feeling Big Sexy reads the books or knows a lot about one. My knowledge of Wonder Woman was from the TV show. But doesn't she work for the government? Diana Prince. I guess you don't have an answer. At one you. point, she was actually in the service. Interesting. Well, that was the golden age of comic book. But most recently, she's been working at a at the um, um, embassy for Themyscira, and Themyscira has an embassy in the United States. Yeah. Now, see, that's interesting. That means you got Amazons working at the at the embassy. More Mm -mm, Wonder mm -mm, mm -mm. Woman. Have one. Okay, that makes, that makes no sense. Which would make sense to explain the why her costume looks like that, but I don't know. In the movies, have they explained why she has like an American type of flag costume, or does it? Well, is it know, not necessarily a, American in the in the in the movie? Keep in mind, she came out in World War Two, so that makes sense. It does. I'm talking about in the movies, but then again, I don't know. I, I look at the movie. Does it? Does the movie one sort of look like it would be American, or those just the colors? She. she oh, Uh, yeah this was this was on the level for me you know I would put it in that Ant-Man or the the Dark World you know those Marvel movies that I don't fuck with yeah this is like eh. I take offense to you saying it was like Ant-Man I like that movie oh well I'm just saying for me but I'm cool those are yeah, they're not the comic movies that I will rewatch. I have no desire to see this again. It wasn't as bad as Thor: The Dark World, though. I will give it that. And I hated Ant Man anyway. 
And the only reason I hated Ant-Man is they gave us Scott Lang. That was bullshit. Yeah, this, uh, what was the last DC? Was it Birds of Prey? Oh, that was garbage. Oh. Man, they want Birds of Prey, then they went here. Better kick ass. Yeah. And Marvel's <laughs> standing over here laughing. We went with Endgame. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, yeah I Aquaman. I thought Aquaman had turned it around. For, I didn't like that movie, but I thought it turned it around for DC. Aquaman was garbage, too, in my opinion. I, well, it was entertaining. It a lot of money. Yeah, it was entertaining. So it was all right. It was better than this. I'll say that's that. Much. Say well, I'm saying it's better than this movie. I don't know. People, some people like this, though. So it is what it is. Your boy Jody did. <laughs> hey, hey, I ain't mad. You know, I don't know if he really liked it, but I get. I I, I only give him credit because I get what he's doing. <laughs> he's trying to stay clicked up, so I I get it. Eight <laughs> plus move. I ain't mad at him. All right, and any last uh, comments on Wonder Woman eighty four? I don't know why they felt they need to put eighty four in the title. Yes, I want. Please speak about that because that's another thing that was I mean, weird to me. It was just, it was just what you would expect when you put 1984 in the title, but the year really has no, no substance with the plot. Just a lot of sight gags. That's the only reason. That's it. Which I think is corny. In fact, let me put on my Q hat for a moment. I was watching the Kevin Smith uh, review of it, and his co-host Mark Bernardin pointed something out that I think we all, we all walked right by. This movie set in 84 in D.C. Okay, in D.C. And you got an all-white breaking crew? Really? Oh, no, I, I picked think, up on that. We're just watching the movie D.C. or not. I was like, I'm like, mm, like, okay. Really? <laughs> Come on, I didn't even notice that. Wow. I, I did. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, the one thing I noticed, and Mike and I, we talked about this. How do you not have any references to Prince or Michael Jackson in 1984? Or Lionel Richie? Or, or Madonna, or just anything like... Because yeah. you can't do that. If you mention it, then there's going to be some type of reference, and then you'll be hearing from the labels and all that shit. Well, this it's is like, a you know Warner Brothers movie. Don't even say it. And one of then that well, means Madonna and Prince. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they put Prince in Justice League, right? They did. Yeah, at the very beginning, there's that newspaper, and it was like uh, it said something about they're all gone, and it was Prince, Bowie, and Superman. Like they all died at the same time. <laughs> I was and, like, okay, uh, I took my hat to that. Remember X Men uh, Apocalypse? Was it? They had Nightcrawler in the Thriller jacket. Ooh. Mm. Was that the apocalypse? Probably, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it just they didn't play the 1984 thing really at all. Like I just, Definitely if it's did. in the title of the movie, I was like, I thought this was going to be a nostalgia movie. They was going to have all these songs <coughs> and just really pull you in. They didn't really do that. I mean, it was it was like from a person who wasn't in 1984. Like, oh, I'm going to do something about 19. 19- huh? And I'm gonna go ahead and say it. In 84, we weren't doing. Fanny packs. You sure? I'm sure. I was there. We were not doing fanny packs. Parachute pants? Yes. Fanny packs? No. That wasn't until 89, 90. How, and how do you not have a scene where, you know, it cuts to a bright day or whatever? Why shot of the street and you don't have Van Halen jump? 
you got to have some music from the 80s to... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I, I wonder if the movie was originally called 19, Wonder Woman 84, because I just don't see... There wasn't nothing you know about yeah, it that right. pulled And it didn't that. have to be, like, the, the big, big hits. They could have got some, like, medi- medium-sized hits, like some Men at Work, Brian Adams, uh, Eddie Grant, something, to let you know where, when this is. Walk down to Electric Avenue. Where? Then you take it higher. Yeah, it was, I don't know what, nah. I'm not sure what they were thinking. Well, I know what they were thinking, but. They didn't want to spend that money. That's what they were thinking. Yeah. Hmm. I, I wonder if we'll start to hear stories about there was some foolishness going on <laughs> during the making of this. I guess we'll see. All right. Well, there you go. Let us know what you thought about Wonder Woman 84 and um, they have announced that they're fast tracking Wonder Woman three. Um, so hopefully they get get it together for that one. I don't know how they're going to do that. Because, okay, real quick, well, real quick, because they got uh, I think the next movie Gal and Patty are doing together is Cleopatra, and then of course Patty's doing the Rogue Squadron movie. So I don't know Ugh. where they're going to throw Wonder Woman three to fast track it with all that going on, but. We'll see. Go ahead, Q. So, I don't know anything about Wonder Woman's rogues gallery. Who else has she got? <laughs> you're the Wonder Woman. You, you, I'm assuming you know about the wait, books. Wait, 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 wait. I, I've read several of her books, but I'm not a steady reader of it. And other than Cheetah... Well, she's been fighting somebody for all these years. <laughs> you know, let's look. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, moving on, I wanted to play something. This is a funny clip um, that I saw. And uh, let's just play a little bit of this here. Hopefully, this will play. This is a white guy talking. Are you kidding me? Where are you from, nigga? Where are you from? Where are you from? Where the fuck you from, nigga? You from here? Get the fuck out of here, you a clown, nigga. Oh, God, you a clown, nigga. You from here? You a clown. What, you been snack for that? Snack. Snack me. Snack me, nigga. Come on, get it. Drop it. Yeah, you got yours, buddy. <laughs> you have to see it to really experience it, but that's that sound of that can cracking across his head. That boy, this one was for Nate Robbins. That's all I'm gonna say. This one's for you. When I saw that, it reminded me of the scene in Malcolm X. Nigga, don't you ever, don't <laughs> ever talk about my mom. <laughs> Listen. I'm all for freedom of speech. And I always go. say, we can, you want to say the N-word? You want to say nigga? You, you're not black? Go right ahead. But be prepared for the repercussions. 
And this one right here, hey, man, he wants talking big stuff, boasting, y'all, and he don't know who he's talking. You don't know who you're dealing with, right? And dude had a can. He grabbed a can. Somebody said it was a can of whoop ass, but it was a can. I think it was Arizona tea or something. <laughs> and went to smack the shit out of him. And then you know, I didn't play the rest, but then he starts beating dude down. And the white dude, you good? I'm good. Uh, you, it's good. <laughs> you damn right. It's good. <laughs> you wanted the nigga. Now the nigga's here. So you get what you asked for. But uh, yeah, let that be a lesson to you. Just because you watching these movies or TV, you see power and you see uh, the white dude Tommy on there talking big shit. And but Tommy never dropped the N bomb. No, he didn't. They got enough sense to know that. But you know, some of these guys, you know, they tough guys. So he, he thought you was a bigger nigga than the nigga. So hey, man, it is what it is. But you know, at least he he had the right to say it. You know, he, no one stopped him from saying it. So, salute to that brother. He looked like an older white Jesus. Jesus? I, well, no, what's that? Slim Jesus. I think that was the... He's a rapper. Go look him up, anyway. Yeah, man. I, I just call him a white human Morpheus. That's all I call him. <laughs> oh, Lord. Here you go. <laughs> I need to entertain oh. that. <clears throat> um, I know we had some other stuff we were going to talk about as well. Before we get to the next segment, her main her villains include uh, Ares, God of War, uh, another Amazonian named Cerse, uh, Giganta, and a bunch of people I've never heard of. Okay, all right, pretty thin, pretty thin pickings. Cersei, wasn't she a siren? A siren? Not Cersei. Not Cersei. Cersei's in Marvel. Okay. Cersei is an eternal. Mm. And that's going to stink. Ooh. Oh, and going back to the Mandalorian cat, what's his name? Pat, Pat Al? Pedro. 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 Yeah. He's one of these guys I never noticed him before, but now that I know because of the Mandalorian, I see him everywhere. <laughs> I was just watching, is it Narcos? I don't know if anybody has watched that show. Narcos is down. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But he's in that. I just started watching. I'm like, oh, shit. This show is crazy. Damn, is that me with all this? Um, real quick, I wanted to read this since we can get any opinions. Uh, I just saw this come across here. Headline says, no federal charges for officers in the 2014 fatal shooting of Tamir Rice. Department of Justice says. Uh, the, the Justice Department announced Tuesday that it would not bring federal criminal charges against two Cleveland police officers in the 2014 killing of 12-year-old Tamir Rice, saying video of the shooting was of too poor quality for prosecutors to conclusively establish what happened. Uh, this is in closing the case, the department brought to an end a long-running investigation into the high-profile shooting that helped galvanize the Black Lives Matter movement, and that became part of the national dialogue about police use of force against minorities, including children. Uh, the I'm, I'm sorry. Did you guys hear that? I apologize. That is me. My bad. Uh, the decision revealed in a lengthy statement does not condone the officer's actions, but rather says the cumulative evidence was not enough to support a federal 
criminal civil rights prosecution. Uh, I'm curious if you guys have any opinions or takes on that. Guess not. Well, you know, the, the burden of any criminal prosecution is reasonable doubt. And if this video does not, is not clear enough to show what they're trying to show, then under the rules of evidence, it's irrelevant and not coming in. And without the video, you don't really have much to show reasonable doubt here. You know, so now I, I can't recall off the top of my head what they were going to charge these guys with. But if, they're, if they can't make reasonable doubt on whatever they're thinking on any type of murder, homicide thing, got to let it go. Nobody likes it. Nobody's condoning it. But if the video is degraded to that extent, got to let it go. Wow, degraded video in 20-something. When did that happen? Like 2014? 2014. Yeah, I remember a video on YouTube or someplace, Facebook. It was pretty damn clear to me. <laughs> the cops pulled up, and the first thing they did, they got out the car and started shooting. That's what I seem to recall. Yeah, well, I guess it wasn't as clear as you thought, apparently. Not clear enough. Uh, all I can say is American skin. When is it coming out? But I'm a... I'm going to say this, come at me. I'll put some of that on the parents. Why the hell would you let your son, your child go out with a realistic replica of a gun? Why would you do that? that was, so the gun didn't have the red tip on it? Uh, it may have. <clears throat> it may have. I assume it did, but... If you're a cop and you're walling out and you see a black child or a black person, do you really? And, and you well, got comments. Well, 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 to be clear, Q, whether he had a gun or not, then based off of what you're about to say, it wouldn't matter, right? Because <laughs> they're gonna blow you no, off is, <laughs> one way or the other. You black. Well, I'm saying I I don't imagine the cops would be able to focus on a red tip, right? We can We but don't know I, if it was. I, I blame I blame the cops for not. You know, stand down, put the drop the weapon, stand down, uh, down on the ground. I blame them for that. And I blame for parent the parents for letting their son go out with a realistic replica of a gun. Mm, that's that you standing on that one. That's on you. It's your opinion. You're entitled to it. Yep. Uh, yeah, man. Anybody else in comment? Okay, I'm I'm reading the little synopsis of it. Says the cops when they got there yelled, "Show me your hands!" You know, while they're in the car, they just open up, mm. and instead of showing his hands, it appeared as the young man was trying to draw. I don't <sighs> see airsoft replica that lacked the orange tip barrel. You say that um, again. The gun did not have the orange tipped barrel. That's oh, that, that, that's now uh, uh, that's now that's on the record. It says yeah. that. Would yeah. it make a difference if it was there? It would make <laughs> a lot more stronger case. Yeah. Interesting. That's why they make these things. I, I don't know if it's federal law. If it isn't, it's strongly encouraged. And it has been for years that well, manufacturers put these tips on, man. Do they? Is there any evidence that maybe it was painted over? 
because typically uh, they do. All the aerosol no. I have, they have an orange or red. So, tip. Uh, uh, just to be clear, that now the Department of Justice couldn't see the video enough, <laughs> but you can see the video enough to tell that it wasn't. It was a. It wasn't a red tip on it. To me. Well, yeah, you said you were looking at it, right? Or no, I'm, I'm, I'm reading. I'm not looking at the video. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> Interesting. You know, now, hey. now I do see a still from the video. It looks pretty blurry to me. Right. Is it? Is it snow on the ground? Or maybe I'm thinking of the wrong video. I, yeah. Yeah, it's snow on the ground. I could have swore the cops pulled up, out the car, guns blazing. That's what I, no. that's what I, yeah, I thought it was like they didn't even. It was like a two second thing or something like that. Right? I mean, it was quick. Oh, I didn't even quick. come to a full stop. Right. Well, like, show me your hands. And but, he I moves mean, like he's pulling out because I think it's all started. Somebody called it in that there was a kid at the park with a gun, so they were already amped up. Yeah, and and right. the person they have the nine one one call. The person says the gun looks like a toy, but he keeps pointing it at people. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, it's a twelve-year-old. So, and again, just to be clear, red tip or not, or they thought it was a gun. They, they have less than a couple seconds to make all of this determination. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like taking away the fact that we can't tell because they said they can't tell from the blurry video. If he had the tip, they still made that split-second decision to shoot him. Anyway, if he didn't have the tip, they still make the decision in a split second to kill. It just like is a lot that we're like sort of arguing over a lot, but hard pressed that they're able to focus and process all of that information and the two, you know, the couple of seconds that they had. Right. He probably just he just probably thought, here's some black dude with a gun, irregardless of age. I'm threatened. I'm going to shoot. Right. Well, uh, there's a uh, because there is a news story and footage of the police, and yes, I know it's a different di- a jurisdiction. However, we can see how they are willing to de-escalate a situation. There's a news story that occurred um, actually around the same time where the San Diego Police Department uh, tried to uh, talk a man down who was in the middle of a park where there were other. Uh, other people around pointing a gun at other people and they called the police. The police came there. They're, they established a perimeter and are speaking with him through megaphone, um, uh, yeah, megaphone, trying to get him to put the gun down and stop. And they went on for about an hour or so until they finally decided to shoot him. Uh, no, not yeah, They decided to shoot him, wounded him in the stomach and was able to go and bring him in. So it's like we see that there is this training to be able to de-escalate a situation where there is someone with a gun, but for some reason, this didn't get that. Because the fact that they just pull up and jump out and shoot when there clearly are means for them to have assessed the situation better and try to uh, determine what he had and get him to drop it. And, you know, like you said, following up on the training, these knuckleheads rolled right up on him. So that gave them no opportunity to establish a perimeter or anything like that. They put themselves in the line of fire, idiots. Yeah. They could have pulled up, you know, further away and said, "Look, let's hey, get knock that shit off." But they pulled right up, giving them really no recourse if something went down. 
because they're right there, which was stupid. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, if you look at the video, it feels like they drove up in order to end some type of situation was going on. Like yeah. he was, yeah, like he had been shooting at other people. So they're like, okay, we got to end it. So go in and take them out as quick as possible. When that wasn't the case, and there was no opportunity to, you know, get a surrender from them, from Tamir. That's what really bugs me, especially, I mean, then just recently, we just saw, what was the, the video uh, footage of the, the man on the, on the highway reaching for the gun, having the gun, threatening the police, and they're doing everything in their power not to shoot him. And so then, yeah, wasn't, I He it. wasn't black, was he? Of course not. Oh, well, I mean, that, I mean, no, you don't have to be around. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, that, those rules are different <laughs> depending on who they're dealing with. That's just so right. it's not right. a question. Or, yeah. I'm not going to do that. So was, Wasn't there just something recently in the news where some guy got killed and they just fired the cop? Because he said the black man had a gun. He didn't have a gun. He just had his phone uh, and his other hand was in his pocket. It's like a big brouhaha about this right now. Uh, and, you know. That, you know, again, the, the rules are different for black people. If anything, I, would, I guess you would say to your child, it really doesn't really matter what age, if you're black, don't be out on the street in, in any sort of circumstances where they may think you're a threat because all of that other stuff you're talking about, they throw that out of the window for you. You know, to follow mm-hmm. up on what Q said about the parents, I remember being young, and then, you know, as we all get older, as we all do, I remember my mom telling people, her friends and me to my face, she said, you never had guns or war toys ever. And I'm like, I know. Why not? She said, because of shit like this. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Fair I get, enough. But the, I guess the thing is now, though, that, that's, that's almost irrelevant because whether you have a war toy or not, any sort of black item in your hand will get you shot. Yeah. They're not picking the so time I'm to look to see if you got a war toy. If anything they think is a gun and you're black, it's not going to, they're not going <clears> to <throat> negotiate with you. Yeah, here it is right here. Ohio police officer fired for failing shooting an armed black man. He, he thought he had a gun. He didn't. But again, he's not going to stand there and go back and forth with you. <laughs> They're going to blast you. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. So you can't argue what kind of thing he had. In his, he had a black object in the hand, and the white officer is scared. He's going to shoot. And that goes back to training, man. Damn. I don't yeah, know if it goes back to training. The they obviously train not to do that. My point is to say, they don't give a fuck about that. That training is for white folks. <laughs> <laughs> they are trained. Let's keep it clear. They just choose the one they want to do it. And they don't see your life as worth it. So while we be arguing about all this other stuff, they just don't see your life as worth it off the rip. So they don't do the argument of if he had a toy gun, you black. I don't know what that's in your hand. I'm not taking no choices. You going to die. They don't argue back and forth about it. They shoot. So I'm just saying we probably should be telling our people don't have stuff in your hand. If you got a phone, you better drop it or put your hands up immediately because they're not going to sit there and they ain't trying to do all that negotiation with you. They show you that they'll blast first and then they can argue in the course later, but you're going to be dead. And see, it's like you, like you showed that video or put up that video clip the other day 
know, that whole hotel thing. It's like, look, man, shut the fuck up, deal with it in court. That's simple. And and you know, I don't Mr. know how that resolved. Right. Going back to this Ohio thing, you know, it's not about age, right? Uh, the guy who was just fired, the officer, Adam Coy, he was a 19-year veteran. So he got training. And he didn't shoot down some thug. He shot down a 47-year-old grown-ass black man. <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with telling your kids. It's not about the age. It's not about the training. It's about the race of the person. That's it. And until you understand that, you'll be putting your life in danger out here in these streets. It's that real. Did he die? The guy who got shot? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it says officer fired for fatally shooting an unarmed man. Damn. It was fatally mean he died. Yeah. I'm going to say, you know, we can, of course, yeah, the, the police department had to come out immediately and condone, you know, to fire him and, and, and yeah, everybody gonna argue and all that. But see, the thing is, he did, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, you gonna win the argument, but you ain't gonna win your life. So that's what I'm saying. Hopefully, people y'all listen to what I'm telling you. <laughs> you better be very careful out there. No matter how age you are, how you dress, they don't know how you work at. If you got a job, they see black, think they got you got a gun. Chances are you're going to get shot. So remember that when you're out walking around and act accordingly. Right? They don't they don't do the he's sagging or he got a great job. He got they, they don't get he black. Uh, uh, that's what they judge. So you gotta understand. Know what they judge by, then you can know how to how to react. But if you think and they they playing all these little politic games, they don't, they just blasting. So you gotta, you gotta be very clear what we're dealing with. And that's unfortunate, man. But 2020 is not no exception. And, and shout out to this brother, uh, Andre Maurice Hill. You know, he our age, 47 years old. You know, it's, it's unfortunate. I, I don't know if this is the same one I saw. The brother was in his garage working on his car. I don't know if you saw that. That's a that's one that just came out too. And they killed him. I think this might be the one. He was at his own house in his garage. He had the garage up. Somebody called and said there was some noise going on in his garage or something. He's in there working on his car. He got killed. The cop came and shot him. They thought he was burglar, I guess, or something. He in his house. So you got to be very careful. Big careful. But uh, there you go, man. Uh, let's see. What what else we got here to get into? Uh, Dwayne you, uh, Haskins. Yeah, what's, what's that one? What, what's the Dwayne story? <clears throat> Young man who got cut from the Redskins was a first-round draft pick two years ago, and they cut him yesterday. Wow. Anthony Booger McFarland was quite critical of young Mr. Haskins and players of color. You got that clip? I do. Tell me about this brother who got, who got fired because I didn't, I didn't know about this. What, what happened? Dwayne Haskins? Yeah. <clears throat> Again, uh, he played high school in 
the D.C. area. I went to Ohio State. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I, I want you know, this guy. And, and I just learned this today. He Once he finished his eligibility, he had a draft party where they were charging admission. Right okay. there, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> you know, last year he didn't play a lot. This year they put him out there, didn't do well, and I'm hearing he's at the booty club and all this, these other things, out not paying attention to the COVID restrictions. Then he comes back and they put him back in, those two interceptions, and they're like, you got to go. This is his first year? Go, mm-hmm. Did he, did anybody know how, how much he was getting paid and all that? He was getting 4.3 this, this season. And you say, oh, he's coming from college, and he, this is his first time in a pro? No, this was second year. Second, second year. year, but he was a first-round draft pick. They get, they get some nice money. Man, he got cut because of his partying, you said? Or because he couldn't play? never see a first-rounder get cut. No, no well, I'm asking. He got, he got cut for what reason? He got cut for being a, quote, distraction, uh, not – you know, being a part of the team, not being prepared, disciplinary. Exactly. He, uh, exactly. Essentially, he came in thinking his shit don't stink, and he was going to be the man in DC. And, and it's like, oh, those rules don't apply to me. I'm the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was a quarterback. He was yeah. a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Now, Shannon Sharp, who I do not like, made a great point. Wait a minute, what? I'm not a Shannon Sharp fan, man. Wow. You know why? Hater, hater. Just a hater, hater. Shut up. <laughs> Sterling was a better receiver out of the two of them, but I digress. Shannon mentioned this one backup quarterback. I forget the guy's name, but this guy's been in the league years and has made around $40 million being a backup. And um, Shannon said, down. this guy couldn't play dead in a Western, but he's in there working hard. You know, in the classroom, not falling asleep, any shit like that, not being a distraction, and they keep him. Coaches will tell you, don't, we will cut you. Don't cut yourself. And that's what Haskins did. Interesting. All right, let me play this clip and then we can talk. No, unfortunately, I've seen this too many times. Played in the NFL almost a decade. You played a long time. We've been around it for a long time. And oftentimes, young players, especially, and I'm going to go here, especially young African-American players, because they make up 70% of this league. They come into this league and they ask themselves the wrong thing. They come into the league saying not, how can I be a better player? They don't say, how can I be a better teammate? They don't say, how can I be better, a better person? How can I get my organization over the hump? Here's what they come in saying. They come in saying, how can I build my brand better? How can I build my social media following better? How can I work out on Instagram and show everybody that I'm ready to go, but when I get to the game, I don't perform. Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately, is not the first case that I've seen like this. And and it won't be the last. And it it bothers me because a lot of it is the young African-American player. They come in and they don't take this as a business. It is still a game to them. Look at this, it's football. This ain't football, man. This is a billion dollar business. Yes. It's billions of dollars. They pay us a lot of money to talk about the game. So imagine what they pay these guys to to play play the game. Yeah. They play a child's game and get paid a king's ransom. And and, and it bothers me because I saw a quarterback do it. I saw Jamarcus Russell do it. The number one pick in the draft, they gave him $40 million and he threw it down the damn drain because he didn't take it seriously. And it bothers me because 
There ain't a lot of jobs like this around. Mm-mm. I'm going to tell you, I, I, I've been retired a while. It's not a lot of jobs <laughs> like that around where it will pay you millions of dollars for virtually six months of performance. So my yeah. message to Dwayne Haskins, not just him, but the rest of the young players in the NFL, man, this is a game, but take it as a business. There are billions with a B of dollars at stake. And until you start approaching this game that way, until you start coming to work saying, you know what, what can I do to get better today? What can I do to make sure my teammates are better today? How can I put my organization first instead of my damn Instagram? Take it as a a serious business, but too many times it's a game. We want to TikTok. We want to do all these different things. Man, do you understand how much money is at stake? Interesting. And this was a, 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 who is this brother that's speaking? Anthony McFarland uh, played line for 10 or so years in the league. His nickname was Booger, right? That's him. Something about that guy. I, 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 I don't know. But I, I take a, I don't want to say offense, but he's making this a racial thing. And he went back to Jamarcus Russell, who did suck. Don't get me wrong. But he's overstepping Johnny Manziel. Guy was a Heisman Trophy winner, went number one to Cleveland in 2014, and got cut in 2015. And is still out of the league. You know, before Jamarcus, the Raiders had my man, Todd Marinovich. Same thing. They gave him a shot. He wasn't ready. Has to go. You know, <clears throat> he, he is right that a lot of players, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to break it down by race. I'm going to break it down by position. Most of the receivers, yeah, I said it. They are out there TikToking and all that shit. But, um, but most of them are also doing the work. You can't do both, you know, because I put up a clip the other day of uh, J.J. Watt from the Houston Texans saying, look, people are still trying to believe in us, even though we suck. We are trash. We are 4-11. And and I got people in my ear saying, I'm going to take a playoff. No, no. This is the best, one of the best jobs you can have. You work half the year. You get paid millions to play a game. And if you can't put in the work needed, then you can't be here. This is a privilege. As far as quarterback, there are 32 jobs as starting quarterbacks. Haskins had one and pissed it away. Now, will he get another gig? I don't know. I don't know. But he definitely played himself. And, and Pooh, you had some something to say about this, right? What do you think yeah, about Yeah, I just... The fact that he, again, he inserted since specifically African-Americans, I just thought that that was just out of line and uh, totally unnecessary because you can say I'm being sensitive. Oh, well, there have been white people, white uh, football players that have screwed up their careers. I'm looking at Ryan Leaf. Ryan Uh, Bosworth. There's another one, yes. And the the further thing was he said, you know, you need to take – uh, he's chastising them about not taking this as a business, but then saying, um, yeah, they're too busy trying to build their own brand. I'm sorry. Isn't building your brand taking it like a business? So it's like you're giving mixed messages and not just not making sense there. Yes, you absolutely need to show up and perform for the uh, the team. But let's be clear. The team will cut your ass the moment you don't make uh, economic sense to them. 
There are no guaranteed contract. So I do not begrudge any of these NFL players working on building their brand outside of the field. So that that's the reason why I just looked at him like, dude, you're, you're talking trash. I and mean, why are you singling out uh, the black players? Because it's not, again, as Mark said, it's not a race thing. It's a, a young immaturity thing. Exactly. This shit. Young knucklehead. Me, thing. brick by brick, and, and I'll be damned if I let you tear it down just because you don't like the way another nigga talk. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Uh, here you yeah, go. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> I don't keep going. That, but what, <laughs> what was that clip from? Uh, one of the greatest shows on TV, in my opinion, Snowfall. Do you know that guy is English? Oh. I do. He's the beast, man. He's I the did next not dude. know that. He's the next cat, man. I had no idea he was English. Yeah. But but going back to this. Uh, oh, going back to um, the situation, you know, if a player wants to, quote, build brand, hey, man, what you do all season is what you do. But when you're on the clock and you're the fucking quarterback, dude, you're the leader. Like it or not, you're the leader. People are looking at you to take their cues. If you fuck off, they will fuck off. If you're about to work, they will be about to work. And since they've invested so much in you and you don't want to be what they need you to be, you can go, especially at that position, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, I, I get, I can get why people would be upset by some of the things this man said on uh, his commentary. Uh, I, for me, I don't, I'm not a sports guy, so I'm just going to look at it as just – normal if if he was not on tv and there was some brothers standing around or it was some your older uncle or father or something and he is telling you that same thing you would understand the nuance of what he's talking about but you know even when he's saying because we for black boat and you knew like well not all, you knew what he was saying so that's how i would look at this now of course he is saying this on mainstream tv which is you know the dominant society so I would kind of, you know, I don't know. It's a funny look to say it like that, but I'm not necessarily mad about what, because I get what he's saying, in my opinion. Like, I get what he's trying to say. He may not have, he, again, that's why I play this clip. He may be hurting people's feelings or not saying it the right way and someone could be questionable off codish. but I get what he's saying. And I'm only saying it in terms to the young man who got cut off the team, that type of thing. You know, you don't blame everybody because of the actions of one dude. But I would say we don't when you're on that level and and that was a job. Essentially, he was working his job on a high level where you say he's getting like four million or something like that. Uh, sometimes I think you need to get a little more harsher or. You know, slightly colorful way of somebody coming at you to try and save the next person because not many people are going to get that job and unfortunately there's probably a lot of African Americans who want that job <laughs> and you're not going to get it but at least if you do get it there what that job could mean for you and your family going forward is a big deal so it would be behooves to me that you don't get up there and think like they won't fire your black ass <laughs> If you're going to work for them on that level, uh, there's there's not too many entertainment jobs 
where if you black and you get to acting a fool, whether you made them some money or not, they go cut you quick. Jesse Smollett. <clears throat> well, yeah, even what's his name, Cuba. Cuba, he going. Through, you won't hardly hear him because he was acting a fool out there. He thought he was going. He thought he was on some. Uh, what's the dude? The the, the the figurehead of the Me Too abuse type dude. What's that dude? He got killed in the jail cell. What? The guy who died in the jail cell. They said it was a suicide. He's about to go to court over all that Me Too stuff. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein? Jeff, you know, he thought he was on his, yeah, I'm out here Hollywood and doing chicks and woopy whoop whoop. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bill Cosby, you know. As I'm saying, you can, you can make them a lot of money. You can be the top, but you black. You ain't going to get away with it. They'll definitely sent your ass down. They set their own folks down barely. <laughs> so, you know, they, they don't play fair. It's not a fair game. And, you know, I hurt your feelings, but you ain't the boss. You work for them. So they're going to sit you down. They ain't going to let you act a fool. I think this is kind of what he's trying to say. Like, yeah, man, you on a high level, you're doing your thing, but best believe you get to acting the fool and you're not even the upper echelon type niggas in the entertainment. They don't let us, they don't let us in there like that, bro. I'm just, this is how I read what he's saying. I, yeah, I can argue whatever, but. So he was talking he about me that the barbershop instead of TV. It, it, that's what I'm saying. If you sit in a different arena, yeah. but I get it. I get why you would be upset about it. I can understand. I would, yeah, I kind of side-eye what he's saying too. Go ahead, Q. No, I'm just saying you remind me of that scene in Glory when my man Denzel was telling uh, Andre Brower, you think you're an intelligent nigga, huh? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> you ain't nothing but a <laughs> no, I'm not, And I'm not saying, I'm just saying, unfortunately, the you know, it's not fair. You know, there's things it, it, just going back to what we talked about with people getting shot and stuff. It's not fair. You can show us all types of videos where dudes is acting a fool and white folks is damn near beating the cop's ass. And he, you know, he going to walk off of that. Or the dude who shot up the black church, they don't take him to get a burger. They're not going to take you to get a burger. It's, it's not right, but that's the reality. Like, it's not fair. They on some other shit. They take you to Popeye's chicken sandwich, though. Shit, they ain't gonna take you nowhere. If not, don't blow your head up. But I'm just saying, it's not fair. So even entertainment, like this football dude, it's unfortunate, man, because I, I imagine he must be a young guy. Oh yeah. And I hope he gets another chance. I hope he can learn and get a second chance. But yeah, man, you, you know, put in some work first, get you bag, and then get some other businesses going. Then fuck it all. <laughs> so, so if you get fired, at least you got your money and you can you start some other businesses and it don't matter to you. But if you just starting out and you the quarterback, you think and me personally, just I can look at this as an experience. I don't know how too many other of these white owners that's gonna be like, I ain't got to put up with this bullshit. He ain't coming over here. <laughs> you're done. You're blackballed. You're gonna be like Kilpatrick, whatever his name. You're going to be done. They're going to sit you down, bro. They ain't going to give you the third or fourth chance. Eh. So, 
I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, was homie being, you know, all African American. But you know what he's trying to, he's he an older brother. You know what he meant by that. There's a little coon in him, but that's, uh, you know. But the thing is, <clears throat> and I don't know why, unless this happened and we're not aware of it, if these all these NFL commentators who are former players, McFarland included, if they all see it, because we all see it, you know, people who follow the game, we all see this. Why didn't one of them try to reach out to him directly? And say, well, well, let me pull your gig. young ass aside. They don't want to mess up their gig. Shit. What do you if mean? somebody who's done what you're trying to do pulls you aside, he, you should get that respect. A lot of these cats don't want to listen, though. That's, I mean, that's true. That's true. But if, oh. you know, if someone made that effort, I'm not aware of it. But if, if someone had... Maybe this would have turned out different for him. Possible. I agree. I mean, it, it's certainly possible. I, you would hope that he has some family or somebody like somebody. Man, this is we we getting generational wealthy. What the fuck are you doing? What was that player maybe a year ago, a couple years ago, who was just fucking up left and right? Orlando something or ah, I can't think of his name. He went over hmm. to his baby mama's house starting drama. Uh, uh, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Oh yes! Didn't someone reach out to him? Well, that didn't do much good, did it? Uh, I but mean, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown was a, was an established star at that point. He wasn't young and new. He built up a resume. You know, for some reason, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, I'm going back to this: receivers get more fucking shots than anybody. You know, they're bringing back Josh Gordon again. And this guy's been kicked out of the league for drugs receivers get four or five times. Receivers get beat the fuck up. They're not too many. What, what game are you watching, man? Receivers? Receivers. Up the middle? Shit. Line hits? <laughs> pause, pause, pause. Anthony, speak to him. Receivers don't get hit anymore, man. You breathe hard on these punk ass. Yeah, I said it. Punk ass receivers. It's a flag. Okay, yeah, all that go. shit they're doing now, you can't do back in the seventies and eighties because Jack Tatum and Mel Blunt are coming to see you. Now, hey, we need higher scoring games. Don't hit these guys. I mean, think about it. When you belt a receiver across the middle and get flagged for, well, he was defenseless. Motherfuckers on the field, ain't he? He got the oh, ball down on the field. Eh? The shit, you know, he got coming to get hit. Why you sound like John Davis? I'm like good times, dad. Damn. Receivers do not get hit, man. That's <clears> why <throat> they can do all the TikToking and bullshit now, because there's no repercussions on the field. I guess times are different since my uh, since Marvin Harrison and my Colts played the game. I don't know. Times are different. They were getting jacked up back then. Shit. They ain't even getting <laughs> jacked up since 1989. Okay. All right. Dude, watch watch any game this weekend, and you tell me I'm wrong. Some receiver will, will, will prance across the middle, get belted, and you'll be like, okay, cool. Oh, there's a flag. And quarterback's even worse. If you don't hit a quarterback above the belt and below the neck, it's 15. Period. If you glance him in any other area, it's 15. That's bullshit, man. 
This is football. This is a collision sport. You want to play? Get off the damn field. Period. Go, go play golf. But ain't nobody out there receiver-wise getting hit, man. None of them. None of them. That's why they're racking these numbers up. Okay. All right. Ain't gonna come talk to me about money laundering in West Baltimore? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. I'm talking Shit. about some football player. Shit. <laughs> I just found out that uh, one of my clients is a, a, a friend of that guy's. I'm like, Sue. Clay Davis? The uh, the actor from The Wire. Cool. Oh, I thought you meant old boy from New York Undercover. I was like, what? Why not? Okay. You lost the host again. What's his name again? The actor, Clay Davis? No, the dude from New York Undercover. Uh, Malik? Malik, Malik, that's what I thought you were talking about. No, no. Uh, my boy, Malik. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> 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 Can I ask you a question, man? Did y'all talk about Soul or Coming to America too? No, no, we didn't actually. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I saw Soul. I don't know if anyone else did. I was very disappointed. I thought the music. Really? Really? I thought the music was great, but I'm going to say it. I don't need to see any more animation where black people get turned into creatures. I think I'm done Interesting. with that. Interesting. Now, Wait, I've only on, seen on. bits and pieces of it because I wasn't paying too much attention, before, but before I we get my kids soul, liked it. Q, go yeah. to Discord and go to the general. Tell me when, it, when was the last time you saw something like that? Something like what? Well, just I put up a, put up a link. In a general. And remember, this is an audio show, so they don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so maybe we should just I'll, I'll go. explain it after he watches it. Right. Oh, okay. He big sexy boy. <laughs> He's like the Terminator. I'm approved my shit. <laughs> now what I put I, I, damn I, I, hell, man. I, I I trust you. I trust you. What I put in the chat was a clip from the seventy six Raiders Viking Super Bowl where rookie standout receiver Sammy White went across the middle in front of Jack Tatum and George Atkinson, got dealt with, helmet flew off, chin strap flew another direction, but I'll give him this. He held on to the ball. Now, did he get up and do the boogaloo? No, he did not. Because back in the day, you would tip across the middle, and if you catch it, you damn near apologize. If you hit one of these wussy receivers like that today, you'd get kicked out the league. Tell me I'm wrong. You got it, bro. You got it. <laughs> Carry it like that, man. It's so smart. All right. receiver. Okay. Don't get me. I'm defenseless. All right. I'm going to go ahead with soul. <laughs> okay, back to soul. <laughs> You were asking me a question, Mike. <laughs> well, you were saying what you didn't like about it, no? Oh no, I just well, it was I thought it was needlessly confusing with the souls and the personalities and in the zone and this and that and I had a hard time following it and I just it it like I say, when you look at Princess and the Frog, the black league that turns into a frog, uh Will Smith leads an animated 
film, uh, Spies in the Skies, it gets turned into a pigeon. This can I spoil this or no? Oh, I got ahead. a little, little on Discord for so can I spoil it or not? Go ahead. Well, you got to lose it because you weren't in the spoiler chat, but that's all right. Well, you know, it's a uh, Jamie Foxx's character gets turned into a blue smurf. <laughs> he gets inhabited by the essence of Tina Fey, his body on Earth. That's two. And then the part that really pissed me off, not pissed me off, but he's willing to give up his career so that I'm going to say white mommy there you go. Can, can can have her destiny fulfilled on Earth. So is that what's going I on? I didn't pay attention. Is that what's going on in this movie? That's that's the movie I saw. That's how my my son explained it to me. Wow. I'm like, what? And then at the end, of, well, I don't wait, know whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute. I'm on my big say. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Did you watch? You watched Soul already. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a black movie on streaming. I'm not sure where you're going with this. Well, because I, I, I know Norm, I know your stance. What's my stance on on black streaming movies? Huh? You usually wait. I have a stance. Oh, I, I mean, I, I thought you normally would wait. There's no rush to watch those movies since I'm not in the theater. You, oh, you said you can. Well, I would be on my Jada Pink and say this is different. Okay, that's what I'm huh? These were blockbusters. These were these were uh, these are what? new releases coming out. I, I was going to say blockbuster, but I didn't mean that. I meant <laughs> well, you know, meant to be tentpole films coming out mm-hmm. on streaming right away. That's that's kind of an event. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I said it. You don't like it? I said it. I, I, I thought. What was the one with? Was it Ava Dunor? Yeah, well, they, they, you already know. I, I, thought that was an, I thought that was an event. But it's not something that uh, is going to go away in 30 days. Soul is going Either away in 30 days? days? I thought someone just said Wonder Woman is going away in 30 I days. I think we were talking about Soul. Right. I assume that's going to go away too. Why, why would you assume that? Well, I, why would one movie studio do something and another movie studio not do the same thing? Because they're is, not the same studio. Yeah, is Disney putting all their movies on streaming next year like the other studios? I'm just saying. I'm going by your logic. <laughs> I had time. I had time today. Oh, okay. All right. I, I'm just asking. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Hashtag, what did you get me on? <laughs> you right. I show you right. I sit down and watch the shit. Show you right. Show you right. Okay. I was checking. And it wasn't nearly as traumatic as watching When They See Us. Damn. Oh. Well, you, but but it was more detrimental to the black man because you, you say turn you sick of seeing us turn into animals, <laughs> spirit <laughs> spirit animals, and you say well, so taking over, you know, laying down a life as you say, a white mommy. It was driving. It, it turned into driving Daisy at the end. Really? Yeah. Let me, watch, let me watch this movie. Yeah, go ahead and watch it. Then the music is outstanding. I, yeah, but I could hear the music, and I'll say this from what I peeked at it. I th- I was getting kind of low key, like man, they're kind of hitting home with the, you know, follow your dreams, and you don't have much time on this earth. But maybe there's a lot more going on than I gathered from my brief viewpoint. So I, I guess well, I better uh, be more yeah. woke. Say right. The animation and, and the animation is is great too. It's some of the best I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, but yeah, why can't black people just be black people in these movies? I hear it. Anybody else watch it? 
I did. I have not seen it. I thought I thought it was okay. Um, decent story. They did have probably one of the best barbershop scenes ever. That was they a good scene. That was the best scene in the movie. <laughs> all black people, by the way. Unfortunately, the mm-hmm. the main character was inhabited by a white woman, but that being that withstanding, it definitely felt authentic and uh, a really good peek into you know black lives in uh, an animated film. It's produced by Pixar. Um, it was kind of confusing to uh, to a certain extent as far as because um, we've all seen a trailer where he well most of us have seen a trailer where he falls in the manhole and we presume he's dead and then he goes to this after he goes to this limbo world where he's supposed to go to the afterlife but he's trying to get back to Earth because he has this passion where he wants to perform and uh, perform with this uh, band. Uh, and, and to me, this this one, this character played by Tina Fey, which you know, Q's bringing this up, he, he got a point. I think it might have been more tolerable or acceptable if that was a, a black actress that was playing that character. Mm. Then you wouldn't have that underlying. Because when he got to the end and he was giving back the, uh, I'm sorry, when he got to the end where he decides, you know, you know, you take, you go live your life. Part of me was just kind of looking like. So you playing, you on your Denzel Washington. What was that, uh, In the Line of Fire? What was that movie where he laid down for? Um, Dakota Fanning's character? Man on Fire. Close enough. Uh, you know, it, it just kind of felt like that where you just like, the film is- Would that be White Daughter? the film is taking you through this um this story this awakening of this man who you feel is uh he's chasing his dream and you want to see him succeed you see everything that he's done you want to see him succeed so when it gets to that point you're just thinking like okay that's not a very satisfying ending why did you take us through all that if he ultimately might just give it all up so i mean hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was done. I got into an argument with my 14 year old about this. I'm like, I sat through the whole movie wanting to see him play with uh, the character's name is Dorothea Walker. She's voiced by, I think she's voiced by Angela Bassett, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. I thought I heard her voice. Jazz uh, saxophonist, I think, and he gets his shot to play. And I'm like, can we get out of this fucking spirit world? Because I want to see him play with this chick. That's hmm. what I want to see, because they really yeah. did a good job of establishing this black man's life. And I just hated the fact that they made it seem like the theme of the film was, well, you haven't really lived at all. I'm like, fuck, he hasn't. <laughs> I want to see his life some more. He, the, his mother, played by Felicia Rashad and all her friends, that was, that was good. I thought that was a nice scene, a nice chunk of black culture, all right? Yeah. And he wants to play with this artist. And then at the end, it's like, okay, to the point I'm spoiling, the point is that while he, the black man, is trapped into the body of a fucking cat and a white woman is trapped in his body and they're like buddy cop movie type of thing, trying to get him back to play for the jazz artist, which was his dream. I'm like, he's missing, like Ant talked about the scene in the barbershop where he sets one of the barbers straight. And that was one of the most touching scenes in the film. Right. And so then Tina Fey's character like, well, you know, you've been missing out. You've been so tied into your dream of playing jazz. You haven't been living life. It's kind of like uh, 
Moment of Blues, where Denzel lets the son go out and play at the end of the movie because he doesn't want his son to get wrapped up into the jazz. I don't like. I don't know. If that's a good message. You know, you gotta be persistent. You gotta stay focused. Work it like a job. And so at the end, we we see him walk out the door and say, "Okay, I'm gonna live my life." Cut to credits. But they there's so much they could have done. Like there's a couple of references they make to a woman that he was in love with named Lisa, and they're like, "Are you gonna talk to Lisa again?" But no, no, no. It would have been cool to see a woman walk up to his door and say, "Hey, I'm I rented the apartment upstairs. What's your name?" Lisa. Boom. And now you see him doing something so that the black man gets some sort of satisfaction. To me, it was like, he's a black character. He's going to suffer. Oh, I want to live my life. Okay, I missed out on the jazz thing, but hey, I'm living. Fuck that. That's- <laughs> man, I, I don't know. I hear conspiracy brothers are breaking this down. Boy, you better. I guess we're glad that he wasn't, he didn't want to be a rapper. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I just don't like he gave up all of his dream and he was schooled by a white woman telling him, you, you're not, you're missing out on life. Messy. You were going to play with the best, one of the best jazz artists in New York city. Interesting. Man. Wow. Okay. Maybe I need so to take a closer look at white woman schooled him, huh? <laughs> it doesn't necessarily bother me, but why <laughs> enough, enough, <laughs> enough. Oh, hey, maybe we'll get a movie no, where two. it's uh, a, a white woman wants to be in a pop rock band or something. And then the black guy takes over her body. And a little Richard tries to help her out. Is that what but I, guess that would be, I guess that would be a magical Negro. If they did that. Now, to be fair, my Michael D, uh, he, he's calling her a white woman, but she's not an actual realized person. She's a. What did they call her? A thought or... I, I yeah, how do you know what race term. she is? I mean, yeah. you said she's a white well, I mean, she's voice on the Tina face, so you can imply... <laughs> oh, I'm asking a question. How do I know what race she is? <laughs> yeah, you said she's a white woman. How many black women talk like this? Oh, my gosh. Oh, you oh. don't think there's black wow. women talking like that? <laughs> <laughs> Send your email to Kusa. You heard me. I said it. <laughs> Although I did like, I did kind of, the one thing I did like was when wow. she was in the barbershop, you know, we see a black person, it's a white woman. I said white woman. Mm-hmm. She's really just a, like a spirit, I don't know, character, personality or something. Q, oh, Q oh. said race is in everything. <laughs> she's, an unfor- she's an unborn spirit. That's what black she is. Black and white spirits. But she sounds like a white woman to me. Uh, so when she's sitting in the chair. Sounds like a She's just having a conversation with this brother. No issue, <laughs> like that. I did it. I did like that. I will admit it. Just two people talking. Man, if if only the the other side of this podcast, but if they could just talk and say us loose stuff, it sounds like a black guy to me. I don't. I mean, it's a black ghost. I don't. <laughs> what do you mean? He sounds black, John. I mean, well, we know we know he, how to code switch. So he man. sounds like a black guy. What the Mandalorian? Why does he sound like an African American? Isn't he Hispanic? Isn't the guy Hispanic? He's Hispanic, isn't he? He got the mustache and all. (sighs) I'll I'll stand behind everything I said, goddammit. I know what you mean. I'm just fucking with you.
See that? That's Negro. So now, I know what you mean, but I'm I'm going to be over here. Uh, all right. Well, damn. I don't know if I want to watch it now. No, I, I want to get your opinion. Now you're making me question the whole fact that it's called soul. <laughs> it's kind okay, of funny the, stuff. The other thing in there is... Is that they played up the jazz music in the trailer? They have they're playing up this. Uh, they're playing up the fact that it's the first African American led uh, Pixar film, but there are no singing numbers in here whatsoever, and that's what I come to expect from a, a Pixar film. Well, maybe they didn't. They knew that because they didn't want to play into the all oh, we doing is singing and dancing. Oh, so he can't do So people can see. You, well, I mean, they don't know which way to go. Yeah, you people. That's right. That's right. That's right. That was me. directed by a brother, right? <laughs> well, what? Well, well, okay. <laughs> well, no, that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. We can't. We, whatever we do can be picked apart because I didn't mind Mary J. Blige singing about some chicken. I was okay with that. There you go. <laughs> Chicken wraps. It wasn't no Popeye. I got Popeyes. It wasn't none of that. Oh, you you got a song already mm-hmm. written. Y'all seen that commercial? That bullshit commercial where the guy gets Popeyes delivery <laughs> and he's singing about it. I, I haven't, but this is going. This is going really exciting things are happening at Burger King. Welcome this is Burger. really going to uh, What's new chicken snack wraps. Hold What's on. in the new chicken, uh, snack? In the new chicken wraps? <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Crispy chicken, fresh lettuce, three cheeses, fresh rice and wrapped up in the tasty flour, tortilla, crispy chicken, wrapped up in the hot. The new chicken snack wraps. Come and get it at Burger King. Oh, she's she thinking about nice... crispy chicken or the, or the D because she was hitting them notes. Huh? Yeah, I'm talking with Mary the way she was hitting them notes. Uh, that that was ample. <clears throat> anyway, so this is going to really sing cue uh, about the movie Soul. Uh, one of the writers is Kemp Powers, whose credits is Star Trek Discovery. Oh, Lord. There you go. We got one more selection. An officer stops you. <laughs> Always be polite. And never ever run away. Promise, Mama, you'll keep your hands inside. Is it a gun? Mm. Is it a knife? Mm. Is it a wallet? This is your life. It ain't no secret. It ain't no secret. No secret, my friend. You can get killed just for living in. Your American skin. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> and the cold thing is she's singing that to Hillary Clinton and she grabs her hand when she's American skin. Boy, I hope I hope Nate Parker is as petty as I am. He starts the movie with that. Because that's the name of his movie. But anyway. There you go. So yeah. I got a selection too. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> hey. I'm sorry, I can never hear that beat without thinking of this song. 
Salute to Mary J. Blige. Uh, what we were talking about, soul. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm still going to watch it. My, my kids, they seem to love it. You know, younger mine. But I guess, I guess you're kind of saying it's an, it might be a sinister message underneath it or some subconscious message in the movie. Mm. Let's see. Um, anything else before we get out of here? Can't think of anything. Okay. Well, with that, we're going to wrap I this truly, up. I truly oh, hate that commercial with that guy. Those mm-hmm. fucking Popeyes. Oh, man. I got Popeyes. Really? On a Friday day. <clears throat> no, 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 Is that no. what they sing? Damn near. Because uh, that could be a nice little bag for who's that, Smokey? Like, <laughs> yeah, Smokey wrote that. I've got Popeyes. So does he sing with everything? Oh, so when he walks in the house from, you know, Costco? I got TCL. Come on, man. Hey. It's just TV. It's just chicken. The, the bag is there, I guess. Hammer didn't, Hammer got his bag early. He was one first. Yeah, Hammer was a sucker, though. Wow. Is there any food we can sing about that we don't get clowned over? I tell you mm-hmm. what, the minute you see me singing about a Michelin restaurant, clown me. Because it'll never happen. Hey, you never know now. See, I can already. Well, I know. Somebody, one of these big ones you love and say, come on, we have you. <laughs> you can't I touch got French laundry. <laughs> but that gets you doing something real. Well, you can't touch this. <laughs> I'm Mark seeing about lobster risotto and shit. <laughs> I do love me some risotto. We talking uh, about coming to America too? Say it again. Are there clips out from that yet? Coming to America too. Oh, well, I think the trailer's out, right? <clears throat> it is. Yes. It's, How's it, it look? It's really sad when a trailer dashes your hopes for a movie. Damn. Really? You didn't like it? Uh, it looks like just a retread of the first one with all these. The barbers and the characters in the barbershop, them motherfuckers should be dead by now. Come on. This is a, it's a con- I mean, you, you're right, I suppose. I mean, if you can believe it's an African black prince coming to me, you can believe that there's some older guys. It looks just like the first one. So I, to me, I was like, okay. That's the problem. I, I'll watch That's it. The, if the first one was you funny. You like the first one? No, I'm saying this looks like a retread of the first one. I'm not interested in seeing the same thing. Oh, so it's like Home Alone 2. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I'll watch it. It ain't like I got to go, go out to the theater. <laughs> Sit at home for free. I'm all in. But salute to Eddie. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to support Eddie. He, he has given us a lot of flops, but yeah, his last few films have been good. I think. I, I, you I just see <laughs> both. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember all of them. I, the one I can well, think of Dolomite. is Dolomite. Dolomite was cool. that was good. Dolomite was good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Can't remember what was before that. Dream but, Girls. <laughs> Dream Girls. Yeah. What about well, that was the a one? Long time it was a sci-fi life. one. Was what was that one? Was Rosario Dawson was in it. What? Pluto Nash. 
Pluto. Lord. Oh, Lord. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's had some flops now. His last couple months was uh, Dolomite is my name, Mr. Church, where I guess he decided to uh, be a Negro, right. a Thousand Words, Tower Heist. I did enjoy that one. That was a good one. I liked it. A Thousand Shrek. Words. A Thousand Words, yes. You get Eddie Murphy and you put him in a movie where he can't talk. <laughs> he's like, yes, bad. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, hey, bad. Check big enough. Yeah. Hashtag the mortgage payments. Hey, uh, no. Hashtag <laughs> ten kids. But <laughs> 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 I got Arsenio Hall. I can't remember. Maybe Mike, you know, or one of y'all know. There, uh, there's an Ice Cube album where Mike Epps does a. Uh, he does a. Um, what do you call him when they talk in the middle of a song? What do they call? Interlude? Skit? Interlude, yeah. Where he calls up Ice Cube. Ice, what are we going to do the next Friday, man? I'm, I'm hurting over here, man. I'm, I need to take this money, flip it on the next one, and let's, let's do another movie. That's Arsenio Hall to me. Really? When is it, what is he doing other than, uh, what has he done since this talk show? Other than calling Eddie up and saying, let's do this Coming to America too." So he's probably Doesn't paid he and don't got to do shit. <laughs> Say what? Does he still tour? Tour on what? What are you tour doing? What stand up? Arsenio Hall? Yeah. Uh, I know he, he was did. a stand up before he if did the he show. Touring, he needs to fire his publicist. I would assume he's paid like a motherfucker and don't need to do yeah, that. still got bills. These people, they live oh, in a I'm sure world. he's got bills. I'm just saying, I, I would imagine he's not hurting for money, but I don't know. I could be wrong. If he's making $10 million a year, but he's spending $9.5 million, he's hurting for money. You say that uh, like that's really. the situation where we don't, I don't know where you're grabbing these numbers from. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. by you're just throwing numbers out, I would agree with what you just said. I'm yeah. just saying, you're saying he's paid, but we don't know if he's hurting, though. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I said, I'm assuming he's paid, but again, I don't know. I, I wouldn't assume he was hurting, but the, but again, you said you, you think he's making 10 and spending nine. I, I, I can't argue that. I have no idea. I'm just using that as an example of uh-huh. just because he's made a lot of money doesn't mean he hasn't spent a lot of money. <laughs> Water's wet, and I agree. <laughs> right. I don't know. Let, let's make a little bit of a left turn here and go to comic book news. You mean the industry that nobody Spider-Man cares about? There's a costume <laughs> on the horizon, and it looks like shit. I'm saying it now. It's on the Bleeding Cool website. It is also in our Discord in the Back to Comics link. Spider-Man has a blue outfit with a white chest piece and helmet and white go-go boots. I'm sorry. Is this 1969? They were on the Laugh-In show? This is terrible. Hmm. It's a comic. (laughs) Well, we all know it won't last. Where is it again? Go into the Back to Comics link. Or chat, or whatever the hell it is. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what I think of when I see this awful costume? It looks like a mix between the Future Foundation costumes and Roller Derby. It does look like Future Foundation. The, the only thing that looks weird to me is his eyes. I don't understand. I can't well, see the gold. The gold Future Moths don't work either. 
Uh, yeah, the no eyes Come on, so now. weird to me. I mean, I, end of the day, I can give up. But it looks like something from the video game, personally, to me. Uh, they got a whole bunch of wild costumes. This looks like something from that. All right, he's debuting this in 63. I'm saying by 80, Did they it's start back it to normal. They start over the numbering or something? They always do. That was dumb. <coughs> but they've got legacy numbers in there somewhere, though. Oh. So they're going to start this with number 63. I'm saying it'll, it'll go to 80, and that's it. Ain't nobody reading this shit anymore. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> nobody reading this. Now, now, now Mark, Mark, I can see the uh, full costume now. The head, the headgear looks like Spider Gwen to me. Who I am so tired of, and it does look like that. It does. This is awkward. Are they that bereft of ideas? They're doing this shit. Yep. Just to make a splash. Yep. Apparently. Yep. Yep. What are the ears? He got what? He got ears now or something in his pocket? What ears? Oh, that's right. He does. What is that? I'm scroll down. He's got little balls coming out of his out the side of his head. Oh shit! Pause. Oh, oh this is ugly. They need to leave Spider-Man. Spider-Man, golly. I guess this is what, Mike, you said it. That's, this is what happens when you have a character for, what, 70 years? Mm-hmm. You run out of ideas. Changing the costume, making it look stupid. The only thing, the only costume change that I liked was, I liked Scarlet Spider. I like that outfit. But the rest of this crap? Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's just purely done uh, to try and spark those who do buy this to buy it strictly strictly because oh this is the issue where he got that costume it, it has yep. it's not going to appeal to non-comic book viewers who buyers could give a damn ain't gonna buy it no way so it, they got to do whatever they can man it's, it's you know it's a dying hurting industry so they got to do whatever they can do man and we starting everything, starting everything off at number one repeatedly and repeatedly doesn't that de- don't the collectors get pissed at that no, I do. Devalue the collector. Aspect. It doesn't devalue the back issue market. It's just pointless pandering to a market that doesn't exist. Because both comic book companies have been chasing the quote elusive new reader from day one. They ain't coming. You know, yeah. they. Need I, don't, to, I don't even think they're chasing the new reader at this point. They, they, they know that there's ain't no new readers coming. They ain't, they ain't coming. They're chasing they need the to, existing marketplace. They need to deal with their existing marketplace, exactly. Which and this all this shit about making, you know, retrofitting characters for different personalities is, is stupid. You know, and yeah. this Spider-Man outfit, come on, man. I mean, if you think about it, if you think about it, though, what else could they do that's going to get the people who buy books to buy this it, it's making a better story i mean that's an elusive that's a subjective thing so what else could they do it, it's a dwindling market they got to know that okay, we, how can we appeal to the guy coming in the shop that's going to buy a book we got to do something drastic whether it's make it a number one or give them a new costume or something but there really isn't too much else they can do the the, the the non-comic book person ain't walking in the shop, so they know there's no sense even trying to appeal to them. Uh, to me, it's just like these are just last-ditch efforts to to get comic book buyers to maybe pick this up at least for a couple issues. 
and then it might be a, a decent seller in the trade because it'll be the, the trade where you had the different costume or something. But it, it's unfortunate, you know, it's just all about they're trying to tell the same story. If this was a novel and they were just pushing the same novel for 30 years, right, they'd be trying to appeal to book buyers who go into Barnes and Nobles and they would, it's not even about the story. It's like, what can we do to make them pick this book up to buy it? Because it's, no one else that doesn't buy books ain't going to appeal to, but we stuck on this story. We got to keep this story going to make money. So it's not even about the story. It's just purely what can sell this book and they're doing outlandish shit like this. This is all the they have left. Which is unfortunate, but that's what it is. Like it's, it's it, nobody knew it was ever going to come. If those movies weren't enough to get people to come, these books ain't. So, you know, forget that. I think that's what you see with DC. They're like, fuck it, cancel half of this shit because it ain't going to sell no way. So, what's the point? Like, it ain't what, worth it. Now, I'm curious. What, let me take a quick look and see what. Spider-Man sales numbers are currently anyway. Because the days of um, the McFarlane and image and million-dollar copies, that ain't happening. Not in American comic books, no. No. Now, you're talking about ma manga or something. They're killing it. They're killing the game. I'm not surprised Marvel and DC ain't switched to mangas. <laughs> That's where the money is at. Fuck it. But with that said, we're going to get ready. Well, you'll find that information and we'll get out of here after that. I want to look up this one thing here. Okay. Do you? I'm only seeing a ranking. <clears throat> I'm not seeing numbers. Damn it. Oops. Your CBR ain't giving that up. Ah, diamond dis distributors. Yeah, I'll tell you what, why they ain't even close. There's a manga called Demon Slayer. Uh, and then <coughs> two, 2020 alone, Guess how many units they sold? Domestically or worldwide? Say it again. Domestically or worldwide? Worldwide. Oh, shit. I don't know. A couple of million? 83, oh, excuse me, 82 million. God damn! <laughs> okay, and that's just this year. Said, now, you said if they do manga, now... So manga is this with this huge large book that tells a one complete story or I think of it as a comic. It's a continuous story. And each is maybe an issue weekly or bi weekly or monthly. But eighty three million sold. Okay. Twenty twenty. So, so I'm trying to understand why is that selling like that you said that's a monthly release comic. Why is it selling like that? But DC and Marvels is barely able to get 120,000. Well, I would I can only assume that the people who sell manga know their audience. <laughs> and they and they make something million. that's compelling that people can't. And and it's also they it just had a movie that came out uh, I think it's in Japan. 
It is the highest selling movie of all time in Japan. What's the cover price on a standard manga? Uh, that's a good question. Let's take a look. Because aren't they pretty thick books? Well, I think there's a there's one that I know mm-hmm. of, and I know some manga heads are going to jump. I think it's called Shoujun Jump. It's a magazine, and it's think of it as like um, anthologies. So it could have maybe four or five different manga stories going at that particular time. And so, you know, each one may have three or four pages of that chapter and then it come out every week. But then, yeah. so, so they do it that way. But then, so that's the one that carries all the different mangas in one book. But then in terms of Demon Slayer by itself, they will collect those chapters and sell it in what we would call maybe a trade. And so there'll be volume one, volume two. So this is a trade then. Uh, it doesn't necessarily say what that is. I'm assuming it's just the Demon Slayer stuff. So it could be, you know, volume one, volume two, volume three. At least in America, we know that I think the trades at least are about ten dollars and up. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like I said, damn, that's I a whole different Wiki- level. Whole different I'm on level. the Wikipedia. It has a monthly circuit. It's a weekly Shonen Jump. So I guess it's a weekly circulation of 1.6 million they said the magazine has sold over seven and a half billion copies since 1968. see instead of dicking around trying to you know restart and you know fuck it gender bend all these existing characters why don't you follow the fucking manga guys around see what the fuck they're doing and do that fuck they may have to, man. Like I said, they can't. That's why I said you go to Barnes and Nobles <laughs> and the manga section is thick. <laughs> it, it's bigger than the comics, that, right? If, if I was the cat who wrote that and I see that sales are 82 million for a given month, I'm caked out. I'm good. And it's I a quit. popular TV show as well. Oh, shit. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to sit on my huge bag and y'all figure that out. Boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. My kids are all into manga. <laughs> They're all in anime. Too. Um, they, that's what they watch. They don't. Yeah, they like Marvel and all that. But they'll sit. Like my daughter, she just told me. I think it's is it Bleach or yeah. One of these shows. Like, this yeah, show's got like eight hundred episodes that, of the show, or some crazy number is like bleach? that. Is it yeah. Bleach? I've seen, I've, I've seen it. I don't know what's yeah. about, but I've seen she watched it the in the whole listings. whole thing. And then she watches the movies. <laughs> I was like, you watched the whole thing? Oh, good Lord. I tried to watch it. I just can't get into it. But. Uh, it says 366 episodes. 366. That's, That's still ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. My anime starts and stops with Speed Racer. Hilarious. Hilarious. But all right, uh, we're going to get up out of here. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening. Before we go, Big Sexy, where can they find you online? Same digital platforms, Facebook, Mark Wiggins, Instagram, Mark Wiggins 2, and Twitter, W-S-E Mark. All right. Uh, And Pooh, where can they find you? Twitter and Instagram, and and Pooh. On, in Clubhouse and uh, starting Friday, <laughs> yes, 
I, anyone who has an iPhone that's listening to my voice, if you get an invitation for Clubhouse, join it. There's a lot of informative uh, rooms you can join in, but of course, there's a lot of foolery and ratchety, ratchetry Lord. that will keep you entertained for hours. All right. And Q, are you still there? I think I am, yeah. yeah where, can they, where can we find you online, sir? Well, you can find me at getfirstlevel.com. You can find me on YouTube at First Level and then First Level slash LWAG. And LWAG. Uh, LWAG. And I'm, I'm making a big push. I'm working like a job trying to yes, get this new classroom filled out. So um, that's where I am. Right on. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at Podcast Juice. Just check us out on any podcasting platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, also on YouTube. And with that, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace. All right.